Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Lisa Bonet spent more on the ring and her nose. Are you serious? I am. Sophia. <laughs> Is that your final answer? <laughs> yeah. It is, Sophia. That's right, it is. It's black ass right, it is. No. You have three rounds of bonus questions. Excuse me? Yeah, because you know you're the expert. So, three rounds of bonus questions. Oh, okay. First bonus, who was she talking to when she said that? Blanche. Incorrect. She was speaking to Stan after he showed them the engagement ring he was going to give to his... New wife. Right. Now, second bonus question. The name of the actor who played Stan... I don't remember that man's damn name. Okay. I thought maybe you would have watched like the credits so many times you would have seen it. I don't never nobody heard give of a fuck about Stan. That, right? His name is Herbert Edelman. Never heard of him. Would have never known. Okay. May he rest in peace. So then the third question was the name of the young lady he was going to marry on that episode. Remember? Because Dorothy was so pissed. I remember the episode. It's called she, Stan Takes a Wife. It is called Stan Takes a Wife. I don't remember her name four. either. She popped up at the very end and Dorothy was eating popcorn and was mad. Okay. And she sat there and talked to Dorothy for that whole last time because she was like having wedding jitters or some dumb shit because she thought she was marrying the greatest nigga of all time. <laughs> Joke's on you, bitch. You were marrying Stan. It didn't even last very long. She left her prompt. She left him promptly. Yeah, afterwards. it did not take long at all. I remember what she looks like. I remember the color she was wearing. I do not remember her name. It's- Sandra, Marlene, Kristen. Megan. Kristen was close. It's Catherine. Sure. So maybe those were a little too hard. Maybe I should dial back on the difficulty of the. Thanks so much, guys, for participating in the last Golden Girls <laughs> trivia episode that we'll be doing on this. For God, but you for got it show. right. I did not get anything right. You got Sophia right. That was the main part. The main thing, the main objective, has always been to guess the person who made the quote. No. So you got it. I don't know why you're taking this as an L. I wouldn't. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Three. <laughs> Woo, yes. 
I am Blue's best friend. And I am Blanca Evangelista. I should probably find out the name of that child. I feel like I've seen her hanging out with Blue before. Uh, is that the same little girl that she was next to at the whatever award show that was and she had like a unicorn purse or something? I feel like it. I don't I don't know whose baby that is. I believe Blue to keep her circle small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> if she's anything like her parents. Yeah, that might be her cousin. Could be. You know, it might just be because the little girl did not seem at all pressed to be around Blue Ivy. No. So that's how I know. She's like, girl, somebody. get up. <laughs> like, you know how you are doing are. a lot, Blue. Like, we have all seen it before, sis. This ain't even the first show you've been to. You're doing so much right now, sis, with so little. Like, can you not? She didn't seem pressed at all. So I feel like it has to be somebody she has grown up with, you know, Probably. known all her life. Hmm. Well, guys, welcome back to the show. Um, let's dive into some black excellence, not Amen. waste any time. Yes. You know, it's kind of warm in here. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> black excellence. Thanks to so many people who sent this story in. Uh, a 23-year-old woman by the name of Lauren Simmons. Yes. Saw this video. She's the first, the youngest and, <laughs> and only full-time female employee at the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah, she's the only one, the only trader on the floor. That's female, the period. Only woman. Black, white, anything else. Of any of the things. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> why does the Wall Street trading floor look like that? I mean, I know why, but right. damn. A 23-year-old black girl, though. Go off, sis. She's an equity trader for Rosenblatt Securities. I'm not even going to pretend to understand or act like Never I understand heard of them. anything that's happening nope. here. But Lauren says, I'm reading this on CNBC.com. When I tell people what my job is, they are always surprised. <laughs> yes, I can believe it. It's surreal. She says, okay, so she started... At the NYSE in March 2017. Okay. Um, and then I guess she had to do the Series 19, which is the exam all floor brokers have to pass in order to earn her earn their, their badges. She said, I had a month to take this exam. And when I tell you, a lot of people did not think I was going to pass. They really did not think I was going to pass. But joke is motherfucking on them. <laughs> because although Lauren... <laughs> My good girl, Lauren, did not do all that. Although Lauren looks just like she slayed America's Next Top Model. She's gorgeous, right? She's she's so beautiful. Actually sitting here getting numbers and math and all of the other things I struggle with mm -hmm. together because she genuinely enjoys it. So, shout out to her. Shout out to Kennesaw State University, which is where she graduated. Oh. Nice, nice, From, nice. Shout out to New York City for having a bad black queen doing bad black things. To be totally honest, I'm not at, at all sure what a traitor does. I could not guess. Like, I don't know what. I'm You're guessing just writing things down and telling people to sell or buy. Is that what you do? Or do you do the selling and buying? Are you the person you. on the other end of the internet? I don't know. There are numbers. I don't know. I just don't floor. know. And she enjoys numbers because they're a universal language, which I feel like most people who stand every for people math who love numbers, say right? Everybody that. who loves numbers says that because it's the same in every language. And yeah. I can't speak. I any heard of it. It, that didn't make sense to me when I heard it on Mean Girls, and it don't make sense to me now. Like, so <laughs> I don't understand it on any continent. So <laughs> you could just keep it away from me. But shout out to that young lady. 
We stand for you. Thank you for everybody yes, who sent young these Lauren, in. she's only 23. Child, she got out of college and was like, I got a plan, nigga. <laughs> I was still so dumb. I'm dumb now, but I was like a hard God, dumb okay. Ass at, 23. at 23, I was a whole ass mess. I wasn't doing anything right. No, me either. The only thing I was doing right was working. Everything That's else it. was a shit show. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> she is so together. Imagine having your shit together that young. So share this um story with some young black folks around you. And honestly, some white folks, because hell, y'all could use some inspiration. Yeah, no, they need it as well. This week in Hot Tops, The Misadventures of an Awkward Black Bottom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also known as Give your YouTube channel. <laughs> sure. Yeah, for the most part. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you and Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all. Listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Um, so, um, there's a guy named Kyrie Irving. He plays the sports. Always impressed by your knowledge. I'm assuming by, um, his, oh, I was going to say by his build. (laughs) Okay. But, you know, sometimes basketball players and football players look, they're kind of built similarly. 
I think football players tend to be a bit shorter and wider. Like, they tend to be thicker. But football players be tall, too. You know, they definitely, I mean, especially compared to like, regular niggas. But right. basketball niggas be like 6'8". And he'd right. be like, okay, what? what are you doing with all that? But yeah, there's lots of, but but there are a lot more short niggas in the NFL than short niggas in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, Because for sure. short niggas can do a lot more on the football the, field. Right. Right. And they do tend to have, like, the broader shoulders and thicker chests and all that. And Basketball thicker, niggas can, yeah, the, the booty and the thighs and all of that to match. So Calves and If you like body, shoulders. you know, then. <laughs> but. What's he, what, what, what position is that in the football where you got like, like the big the big big niggas which position is it where Gotta you need to linebacker. really be bra- I was going to guess that yes because you're at the back of the line mm-hmm. and you have to protect the back of the line <laughs> and you have to make sure that the back of the like you are in the back of the line and what you're doing in the back of the line is preventing your opponents from, from crossing the line, the line. in That's the back right. yes that is correct because so I know that without without them guarding that line, what would happen? I'm gonna Google all kinds finest, of melee. <laughs> finest linebacker. Oh wait, no, well, fuck the NFL. What a mess! Damn it. Okay, well, hold on. Well, I mean, the players are still fine regardless. Finest like, it's a bunch of niggas working in NFL. white supremacy jobs. Line, I'm not true, mad at the players. Very at true. All. Very, very true to hmm, I wonder, has anybody written about this? Finest NFL. I mean, has to be. At wow, least hottest. So that means white uh, people. Wrote right. Because who the fuck? We don't say hottest. We just don't. That's y'all. <laughs> it's just not. And you, you it's, there's, that's fine. That. You can do that. See, and the first person they got up here is Tom fucking Brady. This is why I'm putting in finest because I need somebody <laughs> who understands what I'm talking about. No motherfucking Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady is number fucking one. Gross. Oh, Harper's Bazaar. Beat it. <laughs> is Tom Brady a linebacker? Oh, wow. And that's another, that's another thing. They just gave me football players because, of course, not. Tom Brady is a quarterback. I'm just going to go to Google Images. Nobody Finals. is. Nobody is. Well, see, here's Ooh, ranking the nigga? top linebackers, but that's not by face. Ooh, who is this nigga? Where is, what is, where is the back of his jersey? Where is Night Mills? You can't see the names on the front. Who are you talking about? They're not like on the No, side. you cannot. But the number on the jersey will tell you who that is. Bitch, don't nobody give a fuck about Sierra's husband. He's married and has three he kids. Is, oh, but the, okay, you're not searching for finest single linebackers. Nobody wrote oh, that. Yeah, no, nobody fair. wrote that article. What happened to the nigga I was just motherfucking looking at? I got to upload. Oh, my God. Ooh, what happened to Kyrie Irving? Odell is a wide receiver. Yeah, he is. Odell Beckham? Is that who you're looking at? Oh, this is the nigga that, like, oh I think... Um, <laughs> you're so cute. This is that nigga that Rihanna had posted one time and, like, thought, said he was cute. And then he was trying to, oh, like... Oh, what is that nigga's he name? He was on TV, Michael? like, Michael Kendricks? Mi- no, Mikhail? Michael Smith? Michael. Oh, Michael. wait, no. I'm thinking of somebody Michael else. Kendricks. Oh, Michael Kendricks. Well, I was about to say, how the fuck do you know his I last name? Caption. Oh. <laughs> Ben yes, was Michael on, Kendrick. He was in the <laughs> locker room after the game, like, please call me Rihanna. Anybody who knows her. No, oh, just a got sniff of that had him out of his mind. I believe it. Demarcus Robinson is cute. Okay. Patrick Peterson look, has a very I'm nice have to look smile. Up most of these people. He's a cornerback. Whoa. Who is, there's a corner in the back? Demarcus Robinson is cute. Let me click on images because. Well, this picture is cute. You look cute in that picture. This is instyle.com. Uh, okay. He don't look cute. I mean, you could get rid of the Killmonger hairdo. Speaking of which, 
<laughs> Shout the fuck out to Vic Mensa. Cut that hair off and oh, went and did fine? some bench presses. <laughs> Have all of my Chi-Town love. The city of brotherly love is what they okay. call it. All right. M- Man- Man- Manti Teo. This is the one I was oh, looking yeah. at. It wasn't no, the other he dude. He's been fine for a long time. I bet you he is the worst. I think his name is Monty, but I be pronouncing people's names wrong all mm-hmm. the time. And I want his Monty Python. Okay, friend. Now, I need, you. I just have to I was going to say, this has been such are a you in any mood? I think so. <laughs> You are really Googling these niggas. So the point is Kyrie Irving plays basketball. Does. For the. Yes. Lakers. No, different coach. Steelers. Different sport. The Knicks. Further north. The Nets. Okay, further north. (laughs) The the main lobsters. You're crabs. getting warmer. It is the the Raptors. It is the New England area. No, the New further England south. Pa- no, no, nope. Patriots. So that's, close. That's a difference. So close. The New England, New England nope. buzzers. The team is not called New England. The Boston. There we go. We're right there. Vipers. Yes, the Boston Vipers. Okay, we finally made it. It's about time. So he plays for the Boston Vipers. <laughs> <laughs> and you have covered my MacBook in water. Thanks for that. I'm assuming he does really not play for the Vipers. Really thought you were going to let it go, nigga. Who are the Boston Vipers? You make me so sick. Oh, I thought I was right. No, you didn't. It's the Celtics. Celtics. What the fuck? That sounds more correct. Yeah, nigga, what? You are so stupid. Well, the point is that he plays oh. the sports. And sports actually has nothing to do with this. Right. I had a feeling it didn't. Um, Damn. I just wanted to prove to people that I know things. Okay. Well, you kind of did that. Kyrie Irving once dated a young singer-songwriter named Kaylani. And Did he now? That sounds vaguely familiar. At one time, Kaylani previously was dating a singer? I don't know what Party Next Door does, but I, she was dating him. I thought he was primarily a producer. Like, had just kind of... I think of him more as a writer. An artist as well. He wrote a lot of uh, great songs so. for Rihanna yeah. and some other people. I don't know That's if I would it. call what he does singing, but I do know that I like a lot of his music. I do too. So it's not shade. Yeah, no, it isn't. But it's not really... Yeah, I see what you're saying. Whatever that is, he does. He does it nicely. Right, I'm right. sure he gets paid. He's good at it. Yep. So they were dating, and then he was. Then she was dating the Kyrie. Something happened with the Kyrie, and... Kehlani was made to look as though she was cheating on him with her ex, Partisha, and that was not what oh, was technically yeah. taking place. I remember this now. The internet gave her all of the grief because niggas love it when a woman fucks up. Yeah, they do. And could not <laughs> hop off the tip of her clit <laughs> over it. Unfortunately... Um, that seemed to have a lot to do with whatever she was going through at the time, possibly the breakup from a nigga that she was had she had feelings for, oh, and God right. only knows what else is going on in the girl's life or was going on in the girl's life at the time. Right. Don't know her. But she was in the hospital briefly after that, um, where because it seemed like she had attempted to commit suicide or she was struggling with suicidal thoughts or something like that. This was like two years ago. 
I remember, yeah. So it was like a really serious thing. And of course, niggas didn't let up or whatever. I yeah, no. Kind of, I remember just... feeling like, why don't you just mind your business? Like, Or you could just do that. It's right there and it's free. But did the bitch cheat on you? <laughs> so it turns out, um, Kehlani does not cheat on anyone. I believe I also remember her saying that at the time. Okay. Well, Kyrie uh, posted a very long... <laughs> A caption on Instagram oh, with a photo Lord. of him and Kalani together. I don't know if this is recently or if this is when they were dating or what, but first thing he does is tag her. Oh, I don't want to read this whole thing, but I guess I will. I'm sorry. I know this is long overdue. I have to speak on this simply because I owe it to you and you deserve the world to see you for you and how beautiful you are inside and out. She's definitely fine outside. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's true, it's true. And not for the attachment to an emotional moment in time where we both had to grow up and learn about our hearts and our souls in a world that judges and adds on fictitious pressure. Work, spelling, and grammar. Okay. Is you it know? is it really fictitious pressure though? I don't think it is. I, I think they add real pressure to y'all. I would not want to be famous. <sighs> it looks Wretched, but anyway, miserable, <laughs> so bad, <Les> miserable, <laughs> so bad. Side note, and also add that we are public figures now on this social media monster of a platform. I do not want any more negative energy towards her in any way. She did not cheat or intentionally hurt me, she actually did something extremely noble and respectful. But the fact that it's still a lingering narrative is really outdated at this point. And as I'm hearing about what people are doing to try and intentionally hurt her on my behalf, is bullshit. The lack of understanding okay. of what we right yes. spoke to soon. The lack of understanding of what we went through has bred a lot of unwarranted things happening, and I want my supporters to really let her be the great soul. I know she is wholeheartedly. I'm hearing people are showing up to shows and being disruptive while she performs, and when it's so, of course y'all are, of course y'all. That are. is so. Of course y'all. Are. are you really paying her to be disrespectful at her shows? Are y'all like, really doing that? Of course y'all. Are. Yeah. God damn. Totes. Of course. How bored are you? And when it starts to, and when it starts affecting real life progress, the shit has to stop. I'm responsible as a leader to guide the young males who follow me in a positive way, and this is long overdue. We can only try our hardest to be great humans, and the fact that I can love her for how beautiful she is, a privilege in its own right. Okay, I'm grateful. Yep, love it. I want to see her. I just was trying to make sure it's not my dyslexia and like. Yeah, no, I get it. I want to see her and all individuals be who they truthfully are, unapologetically. Hashtag we are not dating. Hashtag besties. <laughs> hashtag been besties. Hashtag never stops, never well. Besties. BFs. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, so basically, in a nutshell, this was a long apology and Kyrie urging for niggas to leave Kehlani alone. She ain't do shit to him, much less y'all, and you're doing the most two years later. So I kind of feel three different things, which is one, can't believe you just niggas three, are really still reacting like this to this girl after yes, you can. all this. I mean, like, I really. I just, there are so many things that we could be using our energy on. All you have to do is watch the news for 30 minutes and you can find five different causes that you could be spending this energy on to fight. I don't, I can't fathom how y'all are spending money, giving her money to go to her shows and then being disruptive at her show. Like that is blowing my mind. I don't, what the fuck is y'all's issues? Secondly, I am glad to see that he is putting out this, long ass apology and that it seems sincere yes but 
third, why didn't you do this two years ago? That's just I'm why did it have wish. to get to this point of niggas going? Like, why did it have to get worse and worse over time for you to finally come out and be like, hey, stop talking crazy about this woman? Like, you knew all of this two years ago. So why you didn't just say it then? I guess he's over whatever he was mad at oh, at the time. Niggas. See how niggas will let you get abused on the Internet? Because I'm sure these people are not adding her and saying you're not a child of God. Like, I'm sure it's, not, right. it's nothing innocent and sweet like that. It's terrible things, probably telling her she should have killed herself or whatever else because y'all do the most online. The most. So I'm sure they are tagging her and saying the worst things about her. And this but, ain't gonna change that. So, I'm just, I, I feel like for a lot of them, it should or will. I hope, hopefully. I'm, I'm assuming thinking, at least Kyrie Irving stands. Right, at least because him saying it himself is like, now if you go against him in the stands, mind you like disrespecting <laughs> yes, the, your God. The, the leader, right? right? You're just not allowed to go against this person that you worship, what they say. So I'm hoping that it cuts down on a lot of that for her, but I also feel like niggas should have been said it. Like, yes, it's great that you said it. Yeah. But why did you wait so long? It doesn't make sense. You were fine with people saying dreadful things about her up until the point of them coming to the show and doing it in person. Really? It took all that? Mm. Ugh, God damn. And you know what? I'm sure he is getting praised for this. I'm sure people oh, yeah. are like, Kyrie Irving, oh my God. Doing he is just thing. so mature and so sweet. Like, the bar is on the floor for these niggas. God damn. Um... Hmm, where to go next? Kathy Griffin. Oh, really? We have white news this week? Follow me. Okay. Kathy Griffin is currently on tour, and I guess this is her whole, hey, America, don't forget about me. It's only Trump thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, she famously did a photo shoot. I don't remember if she was before pr- promoting a tour or a book or something. Something of hers, yeah. Um, But... She took a, a photo with, like, a fake severed head, like a Trump head that was all bloodied and gross-looking. Um, and, you know, white people, Head really on fit. both parties, were just like, Oh, my goodness. Chris, you just don't... He's still the president. White people <laughs> and they fucking feelings, man. I could not believe liberal white people were condemning her Like, piss. I could not believe it. Like, really, girl? Are we, are we looking at this asshole in office though? Like, are we all are we all paying attention right now? Like, <laughs> let Kathy Griffin have her little crazy moment with like a Trump head. That who the fuck has time to be mad at her for that when this nigga is in office doing real things so in I, real time? I've actually been a fan of Kathy Griffin's because I've always I thought that she was funny and I really admired the fact that she would talk about celebrities and other like industry shit in our shows on that reality show that was on Bravo I think the D-list one yeah my life on the D-list I'm pretty sure that was on Bravo I think that's what it's called yeah um I just thought she was funny I think now that I'm um I'm realizing that Kathy Griffin is just another one of these white women who white women Mm -hmm. so yeah it's a thing about like white comics because they almost all tend to be like either lesbians who are just like you naturally assume are liberal or white women who are like super liberal and making a bunch of jokes about like reclaiming their pussies and all that you know it's like you don't expect 
white woman shenanigans out of white comics. Or, well, maybe I don't. Maybe that's where I have fallen short. But I expect white women in comedy to get it in a way that other white women don't. And they don't always, so. So, the tour is called Laugh Your Head Off. And... Oh, my God. Obviously, you know, you could probably guess... Is she bringing the head? Can people take pictures with it? I wish I doubt it. Oh, damn, that would be lit. I would have bought it. Right, I would go. <laughs> Shit. So at some point during an interview, um, she says, "I do feel like this is such an anxiety-ridden time for everyone that there is a thirst for all kinds of comedy. And look, if you want to not hear about Trump at all, go see Kevin Hart." He doesn't even mention Trump. I personally think that's a pussy move because he's a black man. What? But I guess he's selling more tickets than I ever will. Wait a minute. This is, she said this. I feel like I just said nice words about a white woman and and now I have to take them back. I mean, do what you gotta do. What the fuck? Okay, see, and that's another thing. Don't put me in a position to defend Kevin Hart, girl. That is rude. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Okay, so... Correct me if I'm wrong. When has Kevin Hart ever been about politics? Like, I can't think of. I've seen a few specials. I've seen no. I've seen two specials and every movie. Every movie. I think I've seen every Kevin Hart movie. I think I have. I mean, really? I. You saw you, the Wedding Singer. Okay, the no. Crasher. Wait, no, no, no. The Wedding. I did not Reaper? see the. I did not see the one where he was like rehab or trying to train the white man for prison or whatever. Okay, you know what? No, there's a few I've missed. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, <laughs> point is, feel like I'm fairly familiar with Kevin Hart's work, and I've mm. never heard him do anything remotely political. I cannot think of any times where he has. I'm not going to say he hasn't because I, I don't know the span of his comedy and work and stuff, but. Yeah, no. Like, this would have made more sense directed towards Chris Rock than Kevin Hart. It just doesn't, or even... We can name a few black comics. Like, right. I just don't understand why, like, why Kevin? What I don't... (laughs) What is the point of that? Because Kevin is, like, the first black comic I think a lot of white people think of. Oh, Jesus. Maybe not Kathy Griffin specifically, but, like, yeah. I I mean, she's older to where I would think she would be thinking of people closer to her age and, like, peer level, but maybe not. So, I just, this is... The thing is, first of all, I've, I've said this before. I don't, like, need most celebrities, if any, to talk about mm-hmm. political things. Right. You I'm know what a, I'm saying? I'm a big fan of people staying in their lane. And you knowing where your lane is and not venturing too far outside of it when you know you don't know what you're talking about. Point blank. Kevin Hart's lane has never been gone down a political... I've never seen it. I just haven't. And plus, Kevin Hart is a very, very mixed audience. White people love Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. And he probably knows full well, let me not even go nowhere near that because I don't want to have to deal with none of that bullshit and, you know, fucking up my bag or nothing. I'm just going to tell jokes about my family and women. Being short. And being short and whatever. And, right. and that's, that's it. Kevin and that's Hart's fun. Comedy. Right. Because I actually do, for the most part, enjoy Kevin Hart. I really like his stand-up. Okay. And I have enjoyed Kevin Hart movies before. Mm-hmm. I like Kevin Hart as a comic. I right. do. And I'm never going to be mad at that work ethic. It's just right. it's insane. He's always in something. He, I don't know what I last saw him in, but it was something with Tiffany Haddish. 
And it was like they were using her Groupons, and so she got like an ultrasound. They had like an ultrasound what? on Groupon. It was so, it was so funny. Wait, I, I know what you're talking about. I was gonna say I don't know whose show it is, but I definitely saw it online, and I was just like, "This is." Oh, that's I think that's on his Laugh Out Loud. Ad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It's his Laugh Out Loud thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. but they're doing a movie together called Night School, right. which looks hilarious. I'm very much sidebar respecting the hustle. Yes. Uh, Tiffany Haddish is also in a movie coming out called Nobody's Fool. That's right. Shout out to Amber Riley. That's right, Amber. I texted her and I was like, so you got me going to see a Tyler Perry movie? That's cute. I knew when she posted on Instagram about being at his studios like a month or two ago, I was like, you know what? I'm happy for my girl. I missed that. I'm happy for my girl. So I was just I waiting on this. written, directed, produced, and I was like, really? Because I thought the trailer was funny. I, I mean, because the thing is, it's Amber fucking Riley. I'm going. Period. Plus, I really love Tika Sumter and Tiffany Hatter. Right. So I have, and like, I'm going to see that movie. Yeah, anyways, no, I'm going. Um, so, so yes, I just feel like everything that you just said. Okay. <laughs> also, Trump jokes in stand-up. It's complicated. It's a very slippery slope, and it's almost pointless because Trump does something stupid literally every day, something new. Yeah. So often. Something you could crack a joke about. When I went on tour, and I, I was doing Trump jokes at the time, and I learned very, very quickly how stale they get, like, very fast. Because, like, okay, we're talking about, you know, the collusion in Russia and the, 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 this, and then, like, by the very next show, it's like, nobody's talking about that bullshit. Did you hear what she did this morning? <laughs> so it's... Yeah. That's already kind of complicated. And I think that a lot of... I'm noticing more comics who do talk about his administration are kind of making more, like, broad comments and having more of a conversation about people and society and how he has affected American society versus just telling jokes about Trump. Right. You know? So, okay. I mean, I there's that. I get it, because if you pick any one specific incident, it's only going to be relevant for a max of three or four days. You remember when, we came, when, when Tyrese per, first had that meltdown with The Rock and all of that stuff, and it was yes. literally like a new thing every time we came yes, into the studio? every single week. It's like that, but the president, and worse, and right. white, and everything. Every day. Right. Damn, it's true. But for years. <laughs> and you have to pay attention because it affects uh, all of us. Right. Like, anyway, we'll talk about it later. So that, and lastly, <coughs> I do not care for white people trying to tell niggas what the fuck to do for niggas. Well, that... You know, that, like, <laughs> honestly, that could have went first. <laughs> it should have, but I saved my sweet spot for last. <laughs> White women have no place telling black people how to make money in America. You feel like it's a pussy move, sis? I feel like I stay working, bitch. That's what I feel like. I feel like I'm getting paid. Mind your fucking business. <laughs> White women have a lot of nerve, like, what? in the same way that black men have a lot of nerve. It's just True. like, y'all are honestly twin <laughs> souls. I see why y'all end up together so much, because y'all are just on the same wavelength in so many ways. I don't think that the world was ready for that truth. Well, I mean, but it's just, it is the way it is. And like, wow. a white woman having the audacity to tell a black person, like... I know it was a million times harder for you in some ways to even end up where you are. And the fact that your name, you know, flows off the tongue so freely means it's only so many of you. Like, it's only so many black comics that they can name at a Kevin Hart level. So, right. like, how dare you, who have had your own set of obstacles in life, 
like you, so that's the thing like you should know because you're a woman in a very male centric industry so a man telling you what kind of jokes you should or shouldn't do you would be like suck my dick you right. don't know nothing about you know what I've had to do to get here so like bitch what are you doing it's just so typical like I'm White drowning women. because I fucked up let me find the nearest black person God I can think damn. of right down with me you couldn't name Boo no white comedians who are out here not doing enough like why did it have to be you can name like a gay Trump. comic or another woman that does another woman that doesn't talk about Trump right. or like any of the other types of people. Although that again, is. I feel like most of the white female comics are like lesbians, so they always talking about Trump. <laughs> you might have had to pick Probably a man. Most white because let me tell you something. I follow Rosie O'Donnell on Twitter, and ninety eight percent of her tweets are about getting Trump the fuck out of office. Well, they have she like a never rest. Yeah, right. No, like. And for Rosie, her, it's personal Rosie as well. Rosie will be the one to do it. <laughs> but, like, it's all she could talk about. So she may have had to find a man to direct that to. But, like, let it be a white one. Mm. Why Kevin Hart, girl? Ugh. White girl bullshit. Speaking of Tiffany Haddish, she recently had uh, an interview that was a very fun read with The Hollywood Reporter. In it, she spoke about something we talked about. I don't know if that episode aired. I don't know if it was the... Oakland show or not we talked about um, that interview that Tracy Morgan did where they asked him about how it was to work with Tiffany Haddish and he, I think like, that was snapped. a Canada show Toronto okay. yeah so if you don't know Tracy Morgan was being interviewed recently about the last OG um, Tiffany Haddish is uh, his co-star in that show on TBS and when asked about how it was to work with her, he, like, immediately went off. He was like, we're not here to do that. And that's what not this, that's not what this is about. If you're going to do that, then you need to ask how uh, the craft services is and everybody else. Because this is about Tracy and Tiffany and everybody. We all, like, he let okay. them two white queens have it <laughs> right. in that seat. Right. Um, Lil Rel was one of the first, like, comics or celebrities who spoke about it and called him a hater and said that the show would be nothing without Tiffany, who they obviously have a great relationship together and right. have worked together on the Carmichael show. Um, and they're in a, the basketball movie together, too. She's in that basketball movie. Tiffany Haddish has another one been working. Oh, Tiffany Haddish is in everything now. Right. What basketball movie? Uh, what is it called? Oh, hell. See, not It came out that. already or is it coming out? I think out? it... Hell, you know what? I think it's coming out. I've seen like at least three trailers with Tiffany Haddish in the past, like months. yeah, and and <laughs> uh, God damn it, what is it called? Uncle Drew. Oh, yes, no, it's not out yet. It's coming out next yeah, yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tiffany is. Yeah, that's the one. Yep, Uncle Drew. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, so yeah, she's in that too. So they, yeah, they definitely have a. A good relationship with each other. And as you said at the show, it's good to see a cis black, you know, seemingly straight cis man. black straight right, man. Right, What he appears defend to Defend a black woman. Publicly. In the pub lock. Yeah. And at the expense of another black man. <laughs> right. Which is just like, you never see this type like, of shit. What? This is amazing. Let's <laughs> I was just, just like, stay what? Outside in case Screenshot these tweets. Raining my <laughs> God hair. God damn. So when I asked about sad. this in the Hollywood Report, she says, he's probably just tired of hearing my name. It's exhausted. I'm tired of hearing my name, which is kind of like uh, well, okay. a Flexing slight, bitch. right? Okay. Like, like, everyone is talking about oh, me. Oh, my girl. name is like, a fire girl. I'm just exhausted. Have you not heard about the Hadish? <laughs> 
I could see how that could be irritating. Like, hello, I died, people. I'm back from the dead. Tiffany's cool, but it's me sitting here now. So I get it. I'm not mad about it. I love me some Tracy. I think that's very real. That's very real, very classy, and just gives us even more reason to like you. It's, it's the most honest answer because it's like if it were me in that situation, that would be I would be like, you know what? I I get being tired of hearing my name and right. like having people bring me up all the time. Like I do get that, and I think this was a funny and cute way for her to address it and have people end it and not just be like arguing back and forth. But I did say at the Toronto show, and I do still feel that like. Tracy Morgan, yeah, you know, he did have that really terrible accident and he's back and all that. And, you know, I'm sure he would rather talk maybe about his life than somebody else's. But Tiffany Haddish is new. She's popping like she's in everything like we just said. So I would also kind of expect that you would be like not totally averse to answering a question about her. I mean, if you're constantly being asked, I, I mean, totally right, that might have been, you know, the end of a day at the end of a week where you had been asked about Tiffany all day, every mm-hmm. day. Like, and when you're doing promo for shows and stuff like that, you're you doing answering the same question over and all over day. again anyway. Right. And you have to sound not tired about it right. every time you do it. But I still kind of feel like I, I was a little disappointed in the energy. Like, I feel like he could have said the same thing or expressed him, himself like in meaning the same thing mm-hmm. without it being like that just like aggressive energy because it almost came across as yeah. like fuck Tiffany Haddish right. bitch I don't want to hear about Tiffany right. motherfucking Haddish I feel like it could have right. been said better had he said you know what man I love Tiffany but I am not here to talk about Tiffany's ass you know or whatever like something that where you didn't sound so aggressive and like mm-hmm. mad about it like maybe even just you know your tone would have changed Helped. the way this went, but all things considered, I think this ended very well, and I'm still proud of Lil Rel for being like, nah, fuck that, I'm gonna say something. Like right. regardless, so yay. In the same interview, uh, Tiffany also basically confirms that it was indeed Sanaa Lathan who bit the queen. Um, mm-hmm. If I did it, it would have been a love bite. Okay, OJ. Right, girl. She says, I'm super good friends with her stepmom and her dad. That's an Lathan's mm. people. And they were mad at me. <laughs> they were like, why would you do this to the family? You know, black actors, you guys have to stick together. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was a sorority. <laughs> it's so hard for you guys to get work as it is. Why would you try to ruin her career? But I didn't try to ruin her career. I never said her name. I was just trying to say how Beyonce kept me from going to jail that night. I could have just shot my whole career down. <laughs> She said the other day someone was like, oh, my God, you should keep your mouth shut because now you're never going to be invited to parties. But I got invited to way more parties after that. (laughs) It's ridiculous how many parties. Can you come to my party? Can you come to my thing? They want me to talk about something at their thing because they think, like, this is going to put me back on if Tiffany says something. Wow. Damn. And that's true. (laughs) I mean. I'm glad she's up on game. I bet Beyonce told her that. I bet Beyonce was like. See, now all this, all these little invitations you're getting and all that bullshit, girl, please. They just trying to have their name mentioned because they see it means something. She probably did. She probably did tell her that shit. (laughs) But she ain't never going to tell us that because she signed that damn NDA now. That's right. And she knows better. That's right, Tiffany. I cannot believe Sanat's parents reacted like that. Like, why are you trying to ruin her life? Like, (laughs) wait. (laughs) My singer, she bit Beyonce? (laughs) Like, what? 
Is it that? Okay, but really, is it that serious? Maybe niggas are taking it that seriously in Hollywood. I mean, I'm interested in seeing how whenever Sanaa Lathan is promoting another big movie or something, how somebody black is going to ask her about it. I really think they will. I mean, people have done far less to Beyonce aside from biting her. She already shouldn't be like, I made my statement on Twitter. I said, if I would have did it. stand by it. It was a love bite. You have to understand I was right next to Beyonce. I mean, can she even go to the concert? She smells like butter and cinnamon. I couldn't I help myself, right? She probably smells She's like She's like a breathing honey bun. What am I supposed to do? Like a fresh bowl of cinnamon. I had to bite her. Dumbass. <laughs> um, you know she goes Snapchat or Instagram herself at Beyonce. Please. She's definitely going. So, speaking of magazine interviews, Nicki Minaj is on the cover of Elle magazine. I believe that she was photographed by Carl Lagerfeld. Oh, God. That was an exciting moment for her. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I mean, that is definitely, like, legendary. Or yeah, Carl totally. Lagerfeld is a big deal. Took your fucking pictures. In white people world. Yeah, I get it. Um... Okay, so she's talking about her new album. She's promoting the new album. I believe it comes out in August. Um, And in the process, she says, I love being sexy. I'm never going to stop being an exhibitionist. Um, But it, too, has had consequences she didn't anticipate. Okay. She says... Okay. It being okay, it is... She's what? One of the messages on the new album she says is it being okay to keep your legs closed. That's one of the messages on her new album. This is just reading L.com. Is that supposed to be reflected in these singles? We'll get to that. Okay. I don't really know how to say that without being offensive. She says, maybe I was naive, but I didn't realize how many girls were modern-day prostitutes. Whether you're a stripper or whether you're an Instagram girl, these girls are so beautiful and they have so much to offer. But I started finding out that you give them a couple thousand dollars and you can have sex with them. I was like, yikes. It's just sad that they... I'm sorry. It's just sad that they don't know their worth. It makes me sad as a woman. And it makes me sad that maybe I've contributed to that in some way. I've always felt like that. Uh, oh. What? They ask, are you reckoning with that now more than you have in the past? Okay. She says, I've always felt like that, but in a lot of ways, I don't know if I'm doing the same thing they're doing because I'm selling sex appeal. So I can't look down on these girls. I may not be having sex with people, but I'm still selling sex appeal. They say, well, sex and sex appeal aren't the same thing. She says, that's true, but I just don't know if girls who look up to me think that when I'm posting a sexy picture, I'm actually the antithesis of all that. (laughs) I'm... I'm more of like, this isn't funny, like the snobby girl, like the uh what type of girl. And I want girls to be like that. I'd rather you be called snobby or a bitch or conceited. I'd rather you be called that than easy and a hoe and a slut. So. There's so much wrong here. There's a lot. gets worse. I'm sorry. (laughs) So, someone by the name of Jerome Trammell on Twitter tweeted oh no the following is this okay i think this so this is so that was the backstory to her getting into it with that with that person on twitter okay this i have heard about she says dear Nicki minaj oh he says dear Nicki minaj your lyrics are hypocritical boots you went over (laughs) to l magazine (laughs) 
Wait. Did he say rain boots? boots? No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, you went over to Elle magazine to slut shame certain types of women because that wasn't your route, allegedly. People need to stop trying to dictate and police women and their bodies. If you can't help, don't hurt. And he adds her and also uses photos of like her lyrics, some of them that are kind of contradicting what she was saying right. and so on and so forth. Yeah, because I was going to say, it doesn't take like, that's pretty much every Nikki verse that is contradicting what she's saying here. Like, so, It's more than just you've put out a few songs. It is your brand. It is your image. Your name is Minaj. <laughs> what? Her, uh, She responded to this tweet and says, suck my dick, asshole. Oh. Had you read the article, I was critiquing myself more than anything. What I said was, I no. hope my overt sexual <laughs> lyrics and photos don't make my fans think that I'm telling them to be promiscuous and to know their worth. Lyrics, photos, and fucking are all three diff things. A woman can be a freak with her man, sexual... Sexual, spit explicit lyrics, an exhibitionist, love freaky talk with her girlfriends, require men to treat her like a queen, etc. None of that equates to selling pussy. Now pop my dick out your mouth. The Nikki train has left the building. And she's tweeted him something about that new song being number one and some other shit that doesn't matter. And then one of the barbs barbs. tweets her and says, can I go beat him up? To which she retweets and says, yes, barbs, go beat that (gasps) nigga like he stole something. That's what I saw that had me like, so you literally invited a lawsuit. Why would you say something like that? You encouraged people to go inflict violence on somebody for for expressing an opinion that you didn't like? So... Oh, she lost it. I have a couple of places I want to stop on this journey. Okay. First off for me is going to be um, just, like, this sort of talk on sex work. Like, I personally believe that sex work is the business of the people who are working and their clients. True. Um, I don't personally have an issue with it. I don't look down on people who have sex for money or gifts right. or whatever the fuck else. Mm-hmm. I mean— I was raised in Miami. I listen to Trina. Like, I just, it's never been like a thing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember one time on the show, I said this before, like I I didn't see anything wrong with sex work. And I saw a comment from somebody saying like, how Fury gonna say there's nothing wrong with sex work. It's literally a crime. And I remember being like, bitch, so smoking weed. You don't got a problem with us talking about that shit on here every motherfucking day. Girl, it's a crime to walk across the street in New York City when you're not on a crosswalk. And yet millions of people break the law every day. Not to mention all of the black people who have lost their lives in this country for doing nothing. Like... I don't care about no motherfucking crime. I don't care about these white men laws. The like, same laws they used to use to keep us enslaved. That's that's, that's the respect shut, you want me to show. Like, <laughs> nah, y'all fucking crazy. So many things globally are considered crimes when they really should just be left to people minding their own motherfucking business. That's that to me. Like, I'm not going to pass judgment on somebody who is exchanging sex for whatever when plenty of y'all are out here fucking the same niggas just as much, just as often, and you're not getting anything but heartbreak out of it. Or annoyances or text messages in the middle of the motherfucking night right. that you Staying shouldn't up be answering. You know what I'm saying? Blood pressure high. 
worried about some nigga. So I just don't even understand like where many people are getting off. But that's my personal opinion. I'm not saying, oh, you know, the girls should be out at high school and colleges during the job fair recruiting. I'm just saying, like, girl, your business is your business. And it's like, right. that's that. That's okay. how I feel about that. Okay. Right. But just moving forward, past like my own personal opinion on sex work. Mm-hmm. What, like, is grappling me here is the messenger. Like, I'm I'm stunned. I'm still working with it. Let's talk about, aside from, like, imagery and her being this self-proclaimed uh, proclaimed exhibitionist, let's talk about, like, lyrics. Okay. And we don't have to go back to debut album mixtapes or anything. Let's talk, about, let's talk about the single that you just put out yeah, we can a talk few about- weeks ago. Maybe two? Maybe. Maybe three? Yeah. Um, Rich Sex featuring Little Wayne could stop there, but why? Let's just let's, let's because the irony in this is just <laughs> verse one. <laughs> okay, she says I like money more. This isn't how it starts, but it says I like money more than dick, nigga. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. You think pussy's everything? Well, let's have a chat. Ass out, pussy fat, point me to a rich nigga who gonna Rico ace me paying full my money, Mitch nigga. Mm-hmm. Which I really enjoyed that line because Paying Full is one of my favorite movies and I thought that, that was creative. That is creative. I'ma help him fuck the checkup. I'ma run the business. If your girl don't get it poppin', put me on your wish list. Hit list. <laughs> now he's sending gifts like it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Girl. What does this sound like? Let's fast forward to the hook. If you know your pussy's worth a Ben's truck, rich sex, don't let homie fuck unless his band's up, rich sex. Hmm, it sounds... Go to DR, get that fat transfer? So first of all, transfer doesn't rhyme with those other things, but past that, I mean, you can kind of make it. You got an accent and stuff. Yeah. But like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of girls doing that, going to the DR to get surgeries and stuff for cheaper. So, so is this like But you're literally encouraging them to have sex with rich niggas in order to get goods and services, like which is the prostitution that you claim to be so against. It ain't such a thing as broke and handsome. If you let that broke nigga fuck, we tellin' repeated three times after that. Right. So my thing is, let's mm-hmm. go back to this L. I was really interview. conflicted about that song. <laughs> I like it better than Chun Li. Well, or did before it became ridiculous. A lot. Anyway, it isn't. Let's go back. It's not. Let's go back. Because Chun Li still ain't a bad guy. (laughs) I've still never played a Street Fighter with Dark Chun Li. It's never happened. Either way, yikes! It's just sad that they don't know their worth. If you know your pussy's worth a Ben's truck, so I just feel like all right. If I know that my pussy is worth a Ben's truck, okay. Nikki. Okay. Why can't I have the Ben's truck? Like, what are you, that's my worth. I know that it, you just talk. What? What is happening here? No, they don't, they don't make sense. You're not explicitly saying on this song, have sex for money, be a sex worker, hit the, the block. You're not saying that explicitly, right? But what you are saying is, I'm not fucking a nigga who isn't. A rich, rich and be willing to share said riches. Me. Like, right. what the fuck is so the point? What do you think is so different? <laughs> That's what I don't understand. Like, what what are you doing here? 
Is it not all sex work? If you, what is the point of talking about fucking rich niggas if you are not either going to get some of his riches or experiences used by his riches? And you all don't even keep that like ambiguous, like we, <laughs> ambiguous. It's not even. It's not fuzzy. It's all throughout. Point America. me to a rich nigga ambiguous. who gonna Rico Ace me pay in full my money. Girl, the song is about fucking. <sighs> Rich niggas and, and getting, getting rich rich things. things. <laughs> what and yet is happening? You're looking down on girls for that's another thing. Like what primarily bothers me about this is that Nikki sounds like somebody who has been wealthy for way too long and has forgotten what shit is really like out here. Because I understand like that L interview that you quoted, that's what like had me fucked up. Okay. Because I could not believe that she was talking like this to girls who like I mean so she said you know these are the Instagram models and these beautiful girls and all it takes is a couple grand to get them to fuck like okay maybe you don't remember what it was like to be broke but if you are super fine and can meet a super rich nigga on Instagram and get your rent and then some paid for fucking him a lot of these girls are going to do it because niggas are not making that kind of money Nicki Minaj two grand sounds like pennies to you But you that's because you don't know that the average household is out here living off of like $53,000. So 2000 in one night to fuck somebody who you probably think is fine as hell anyway. It's like, girl, what? Like, you have to be really like looking at shit in a classist way and like, like not able to identify with the regular average everyday person in order to say some shit like that. And you what you're doing is like looking down on them for making the choice to have sex for money. But like, bitch maybe you just don't know what it's like to be in the position to need money like that like it just felt really judgmental and like that like at its heart like really slut shaming in its message like y'all are worse than I am because y'all do it for this reason so <laughs> a couple more things like cause I just feel so many things I about just couldn't this. Be- I just could not believe that that was coming from Nicki Minaj who is in pasties on the cover of her album right now Minaj like <laughs> cannot like that's the thing about Nicki Minaj is if you don't know nothing else about her you know sex appeal 100% her ass is literally always, always out. out always <laughs> and you know that if you have ever heard her songs she's talking about fucking these niggas and how good her pussy is and how rich she is and how much better she is than everybody else and pussy fucking fucking pussy money like I don't it's every song so how and you're, it's still okay so you are blowing my mind I personally think that outside of like classism I think that she was around a whole bunch of white people and Carl Lagerfeld and everybody at Elle magazine and she wanted to you know be Saint Nicholas and <laughs> that's Santa Claus she wanted to be you know what I'm saying <laughs> thank you perfect <laughs> and like you know be like oh yes I'm very sexy and I love being sexy but you know I'm not a whore and I don't want for your children to be whores either I refuse to believe that Nicki Minaj has never slept with a nigga because he had nice things even if she didn't want those things I refuse to believe that Nicki has never dated or wanted to date or slept with a nigga because he was violent maybe you are not like I'm giving you some pussy so give me some money but like Many of these girls right. are out here like I'm. I want to date a baller, right? <laughs> so I, I'm like, and if you There's have nothing not, wrong with wanting to be with somebody financially secure. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Even if you have not, 
You damn sure have friends that are doing it today. <laughs> Sistrin. So, like, I'm just lost uh, I don't see here. where she found the nerve to make this statement. I and really don't. And to make it seem like, oh, well, I'm really just criticizing myself. There's a way no, to criticize girl. yourself for your lyrics Thank you. without throwing girls who make choices that you don't like Thank under you. the bus. So that's Thank so you. you cannot be surprised that people came away with a slut-shaming-ass message when that's, that's what, what you said. And then to turn around and tell your crazy ass stands that they can attack this nigga oh I know he's found a lawsuit I hope he does he has to be she's out of her fucking mind what because these little kids actually will run up and get right, done right right like that's not what? something like I would not play about that because as you can see if they paying money to go to Kalani shows and harass her live then somebody is definitely dumb enough to do something stupid if they recognize you in the street so I hope he gets I hope he gets a nice check from that because that is insane. Especially well, no, you know what? Never mind. Let me not even say that. But just This is just a dickhead. I'm walking dumb away from this say. still dumbfounded that Nicki Minaj found the audacity to say Nicki this. Nicki Minaj. It doesn't make sense. Like the whole thing about her is like it's all sex. Nicki Minaj. Everything about you is sex. How could you <laughs> had, I wish she had <laughs> taken out the whole part about these girls are out here fucking for a couple thousand and I want you to know what your pussy is worth. And like, I wish she had taken all that out exactly. and just said, in hindsight, I don't really know why I sold sex so much. I'm starting to feel like, you know, it's not really the image I want to uh, project to my fans anymore. I'm feeling a little bit more conscious about it. So I'm going to be making moves in the future to kind of like clean up the image a little bit and go in a different direction. Mature but she with my has music. no intention on cleaning up. Her no, message. she does not because she's, she's releasing singles that are talking about fucking rich niggas. And she also money. clearly says in their interview that she's always going to be that way because she likes being an exhibitionist and being sexy. So then she Shut the fuck up about other sex workers. It's like, <laughs> it's like you could have said essentially what you're trying, allegedly trying to say about how you want to come off to your fans or how you want to inspire your fans and left sex workers alone at the same time. You really could have. It wasn't, it wouldn't you have been You could have left all hard. that out. Right. You could have left out all that shit about Instagram girls. And only fucking for a couple that like you could have left all that out and made the point about, you know, thinking twice about your lyrics, but that would you would actually have to follow that up with thinking twice about your lyrics. Like, that's the other thing. You said all this, but your current music does not reflect right. your current interview. How Maybe does that save work? that message for, for like the next yeah, album. Save it for when you start wearing frocks. And, you know, you go natural and everything is you take out the implants and everything. You save it for that. What? It feels premature. And also, have you seen the playing field of niggas out here? Like, if you're going to ruin my life Child. after you give me some dick, the least that you could also do is pay this rent for right. a couple of like, months. I just don't see the problem. Like, yeah, I don't. That's what I'm saying. She's been rich for too long because only somebody who has been rich for a long time would say something that is that unrelatable. <laughs> what the fuck? $2,000 for the average person, girl, to have sex with somebody you probably already want to have sex with anyway? Girl, she is just... <sighs> Speaking but, of niggas. Uh, yeah, that's enough of that. Uh, T.I. posted this on Instagram. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Just under a week ago. <laughs> Uh, Not entirely sure what inspired it. How but is this week this bad? It blows. <laughs> <laughs> and we still have 
already talked about the album. We're getting there. <laughs> we I have wanted to save it so for long. To, yeah, no. Let's get through the garbage. So, see, I posted a, a recapture, whatever. Uh, it looks like somebody's Insta story. And it says, why men don't marry with the shrugging nigga emoji, <laughs> which is one of my favorite emojis. And it's just I use so it a funny. Lot. Because it's me too. I use it a lot. Um, so it says two. I'm guessing this is a part of some hotep ass list, but number two is what we're focusing on here okay. with Cliff. All right. It says because there's nothing in it for them, marriage that is. Oh. What exactly? That's not what the study said. <laughs> what exactly does marriage offer men today? Uh, men know there's a good chance they'll lose their friends, their respect, their space, their sex life, their what? money. And if it all goes wrong, their family, says Helen Smith, Ph.D., <laughs> author of Men on Strike. What? So she sounds like. So the, she said that T.I. didn't say that. No, this he reposted that. I'll get to the joke. Oh, shit okay. Okay, got it. It says, still her, they don't want to enter into a legal contract with someone who could have who could effectively take half their savings, pension, and property when the honeymoon period is over. Men aren't wimping out by staying unmarried or being commitment phobes. They're being smart. Unlike women, men lose all their power after they say, I do. What? Their masculinity dies, too. Oh, this bitch definitely has been drinking from the hotel waters. <laughs> she is one of them. God damn. Or maybe she, like, did something really great in the process of getting her PhD, and they're like, nah, we can't have a powerful bitch out here yeah. doing too much. And they got rid of her and then replaced her with a robot. She, if she's black, then they probably did do that. <laughs> so. so. That's also believable. Um, so, every bit of that is wrong. <laughs> Like factually incorrect. It's like every every word should be reversed. God, that's really bad. So Trouble Man said the there following. So many <laughs> studies that show married men live longer because they have a woman around to make sure they do basic things to keep themselves alive. He says, I thought I'd share and mind you, I didn't write this. A woman did. I knew <laughs> niggas would get a glee out of that. Don't say that. And it's in all caps. That part is in all caps. He wanted to make sure y'all saw that. But I do agree to a degree. I've heard it and seen this a million times over. Note to women. Happiness needs no validation. <laughs> the, e <laughs> the ego does. <laughs> Most women out there nowadays just want to be married to impress their friends, family, his side pieces, and fit into society's standards. <sighs> the sad part is, it really be women out here trying to impress side pieces. Like, their nigga side pieces. Okay. But that doesn't mean well, he has a point. Self-esteem is at an all-time Because <laughs> I just wish I would. It, like. <laughs> bitch, please. <laughs> wish. Like, I want to meet the version of me. That does that. Take things, me to the alternate reality where that say, nigga Things exists. can't ever get that <laughs> Just I'm not even doing that behind never. no nigga. Much less the nigga's side bitch. Woo! And fit into society standards. That's not love. That's how you end up stuck with someone you thought you wanted. No matter what, whatever you do, do what you do, what you do to make you happy the end. Okay. So you might as well just said sign a nigga that's never gonna stop cheating. <laughs> basically because that's what he's saying um tiny followed that by posting um a clip from one of snoop dogg's breakfast club interviews which i'm not gonna play but essentially what he says in the interview he's talking about how important women and marriage is to like keeping a nigga's head on straight out in these streets like oh, and God. keeping your household home it was kind of like 
really great to hear until the part where he was got like he was like every nigga I know who's like married to a good woman he's got his head on straight and he's thinking right when you marry the hoes you just like I was like okay oh my god well okay why are we doing that and secondly I bet those women are doing a lot to keep them niggas heads on straight that's a lot of fucking effort and energy that probably does not get reciprocated or appropriately appreciated. And let's talk about the niggas on both sides being hoes anyway. Right. So Either way you slice it, you niggas are hoes. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, oh, this is... Major Girl left a caption under it. It says, crown the king who knows that his queen is the most important piece on the board. Hashtag chestnut checkers. Hashtag checkmate. So they're really like playing in life games with each other. I don't what? know. But... So, but, but oh, the like tiny. following day, this isn't over. Okay, <laughs> someone posted a photo on their maybe this is Snapchat. I don't know which other the apps it is, but this is that's not important. But it's apparently Ti backstage at a show in Indiana. Uh, he's wearing a very nice hoodie. It looks like it might be an off-white hoodie. And a light-skinned girl walks over to her, kind of looking like Brave from that girl, that group Rich Girl. Um, and <laughs> I don't know why I just said that to you, like you knew what the fuck no, I was no, talking about. No, I'm definitely about. Googling it. Um, but as she goes to sit next to him, he smacks her on the butt, and then she's sort of sitting down, and he's got his hand, like around her waist and they're just canoodling uh, of as the as the tabloids say of they were canoodling the thing that was funny about this to me was when I saw this on the shade room you know how Instagram puts like the top comments at the top now and stuff so, oh, like yeah. the verified and celebrity niggas be the top ones on them things and so like I saw so many comments from niggas or like that's not T.I. that's not even T.I. that's not even T.I. and almost every single one of them were male celebrities that are friends with T.I. Mm. it was the funniest shit I see ever see, it was like a long list of niggas saying that's not T.I. and then Jess is hilarious was like that is definitely <laughs> T.I. like cracking up so what a mess that happened I can't do the shade room it's too intense it is so real I on cannot there. do the shade room like I can look at like the headlines and read the, the whatever the story is but I rarely get into the comments because yeah. it is so, just a so reflection a of a lot of the most disappointing <laughs> things about society to me like niggas really be in there just acting Whoa. a monkey I cannot ass <laughs> Instagram is doing a lot so two things first of all um this rumor apparently has some weight to it. Tiny was liking a whole bunch of comments on the gram that were not painting T.I. in the greatest light. A lot of them <sighs> commenting about him embarrassing her and about the kids having to see it and him being the biggest hypocrite and all of these things. Um, many of them feel very true. Also, right. the girl... God. In the video was someone named Asia Epperson. She is an alleged actress. And um, also, interestingly enough, one of the girls who was involved. Did you hear that story about uh, the Houston's restaurant and how T.I. was like gathering all of his closest Atlanta niggas to boycott Houston? And no. then like, OK, so first I remember Deborah Antney had some story about how. Um, oh, like, I guess she was there with a large party and they didn't want to, like, split the check or whatever because they're, like, niggas. 
you know, and I don't know. I mean, if like your that. party is a certain size, I think they don't do that, or it's only a certain number certain of restaurants cards. and stuff. It might be policy, but if this is Houston's you're talking about. Yeah, is that fancy? If Houston's is like. It's nice. I go a right. lot. It's not I like, like the food. Right. It's not, it's not it's not like some budget chain or something, but I'm trying to defi- I'm trying to figure out if it's like nice enough to where you would expect them to only take one check. Mm, not to me. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I've only been like once or twice and I don't Houston's really remember. Houston's a place that if you're like a regular person with a regular ass job and you're in a relationship like maybe once in a blue moon oh, okay. you'd be like, "Oh, let's, like let's go out to a nice dinner." dinner. Or yeah, like okay. something like that. It's not giving you like the whole menu isn't in English. Got you. Got you. It's not like we're spending a thousand dollars on No, it's not that. Got deep. you. Got you. Um so she after that whole thing with Deborah Anthony, um TI was like fuck that and y'all ain't gonna treat niggas like this and uh, many uh, syllables and everything and apparently had like gone to the Houstons and had like a sit down with them and was trying to straighten everything out go TI. And later there was another incident I believe at the same Houstons where um Three girls had gone in, I guess, when their kitchen had closed, and then they asked to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then one of the security guards, somebody from the restaurant, reportedly had gone into the restaurant. A man, a very large man, oh, went into the restaurant and, like, grabbed the girls and threw them out into the bushes Jesus. and was, like, pinning them down. There's actually a video of him, like, holding these girls down in the bushes wow. outside. It was really, really awful. Um, and uh, one of the girls... the bathroom, girl. I don't know how it got to that point. One of the girls who... It, the person recording actually is this girl Asia. All three of them got arrested, by the way. Like okay. nothing happened to the guy, but the three of them ended up going to jail wow. because the somebody who worked at the restaurant was saying that they assaulted the security guard. So they ended up getting going to jail. Ti came back out and was like, "Oh hell, fuck no! Nah, y'all got to see me a whole bunch of whole bunch of stuff." And apparently, they sat down again and tried to square off some stuff. And that was the last I've heard about the Ti Houston's beef. Okay, y'all can go ahead and correct me on that and give me whatever linear notes it is you motherfuckers have because y'all was all in your feelings when we didn't tell that whole story about him getting arrested at the gate one time, um. as if it made a difference to me. But. So I this girl I can't believe that rings zero bells for me. I never heard that story at all. Yeah, it was not too long ago, but it was like an ongoing thing. Okay. The girl who was recording the video of the security guard is the same girl in the video that he smacked on the ass. Oh. So I don't know if they knew each other prior to that <laughs> or if they met in the process of that or whatever, but apparently they're close personal friends. Yeah, got it. So there's that. T.I. was seen somewhere. I believe his daughter had like a 17th birthday party or something the other day and he was like on Instagram or some shit and said that King and Major and some of the other kids are with the mom and they're not rocking with him right now. His mama posted some captions saying that she wished the kids were there and she hopes that everybody gets along and here we are. So, you know, shocking news. T.I. is cheating. Right. Like, it's another day in and in why. I I feel for Tiny but I just wonder how much is enough. I just it has been enough, I could not do this I feel like for weak publicly people, for a decades long time ago right like I feel like the weakest would have been like I can't do this I just it's too much like it's over and over and over again and they it's have, public like he they have so many kids together <sighs> they've been together a long ass time I'm really trying to like 
level with Tiny here because it just blows to be embarrassed like this and to have everybody. It's just, it's it sucks. After you have like forgiven and forgiven and wrote like an R&B yeah. trap song about it. And then, like, for everybody to know this about y'all, everybody knows that your man is known for cheating on you. It just sucks. It is, it does. It's I trash. mean, he probably didn't expect that whoever was recording him cheating this time would be hidden in a, a cardboard box or like a. It's the disrespect you have to do it in public. Like, <laughs> it's the utter disrespect you have to do it in public because you are T.I. Therefore, you should know that no matter where you go, somebody you should assume that you are on videotape everywhere you go. Period. Well, girl, I'm hoping that Miss Tamika can see this relationship with brand new eyes. And me too. I'm yet praying for because <laughs> this is just a mess. Let's move on. I mean, I believe that niggas can be redeemed, but not without serious help. Almost certainly going to need a therapist. But I mean, when you look at like the shit that he posts on Instagram about what marriage is supposed to be and all that stuff. And do you remember that clip or did you see that clip from the show where they like sat down after the cheating scandal, the last oh, one? Yeah. And she was talking about how she felt and the whole thing with what's his name? Floyd Mayweather. And so, like oh, they yeah. have like. Like many men, especially men who are making a ton of money or bringing a ton of money into the house, it's kind of like, well, the the lights is on and the gas is on and the kids is eating food and I don't understand, man. Like, right. what brought me up? Like, I don't. Right. It just doesn't seem like he has much um, intention or desire to stop cheating on her. Right. And it's not something that has changed since y'all have been married. Like. These stories are still regular. And now that the internet is around, we found out about them a lot faster exactly. than we did back in like the 90s. Especially since everybody has a video camera in their pocket. Right. So this is just like, it's sad for her. And I don't even want to know what it's like for her kids to see their daddy do shit like that because that has to have an effect on you. Like Definitely. It's just a mess all the way around. And T.I. is the last person who should be giving out marriage woman advice anything to do with dating at all he is the last nigga who should be speaking on the topic so this is just i don't understand why niggas can't just do better like it's bad enough to cheat but for you to be blatant enough to do it in a public space where anybody can see you like you didn't even like put the girl in an uber and have her come over like direct to a secure place why would it's just the, the carelessness that's how little he cares mm -hmm. that's what pisses me off Ugh. I could not. Hell no. Oh, Lord, that I have been delivered from the ability to feel like that for another person. Because I'd be damned. Well, God bless everyone involved. Right, so, right, right. Do you want to forego letters and talk about the album? Or do you want to do okay. the album now and then letters? You know what? Let's take a break. It's been a while. Yeah. And then come back and it'll be a surprise. Okay. All right. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my 
for like my mm-hmm. own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology, we're parting ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Okay, so we're back. Mm-hmm. How do you want to do this? Well, um, <clears throat> I don't know. This is different. This is something we have not, we've kind of done before, but not really. This is a special event. So Beyonce has happened. Right. Um, As we are always ready for her to do. Um, Beyonce has happened this time with her husband, Jay-Z, at the same time. It's true. Yes. They released their... New album, Everything is Love. So really, we're talking about the Carters when it comes to musical Mm -hmm. group name. Right. This is is a duo called the Carters. Um, So, great. Here we are. Everything is Love is still happening to me. (laughs) I was in such distress when it came out. We had just got a flat tire. Um, me and my aunties and my cousin were in the car and we had just got a flat tire and we were waiting on the triple um, A man to come. And then we were in San Antonio, so it was like a million fucking degrees outside and everybody was just hot and irritated. So, and then Beyonce, it was like, it was like somebody came by with free cold ass water. <laughs> Beyonce was just like, here's an album that you can use as a bomb right now yeah. over your ashy hot ass life like that's honestly what it felt like to me I downloaded it immediately at the time I could not like I had to so oh do you have any uh, we can talk about you know feelings we can talk about the ape shit video we can dive into favorites I think that we should just try to do a very quick out track by track okay opinion thing let's do that I do want to say though everything is love is like it's so different than what I would have expected this to be. Yes, absolutely. We knew this was going to happen mm-hmm. because there have been so much talk about them doing a joint album like for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right 
after Lemonade and 444 to happen, it just, and you're on tour, it just seemed like if, if y'all gonna do it, now would be the time to do it. Right. Um, I love that it's nine songs, simple and sweet. And yes, not too long at all. But I love plenty to think about. The cover. Yes, the cover is banging. It is everything. All right. So, number one, summer. Summer mm. is cool. So, yeah. So, uh, the beginning of the album is not my favorite on the album. I agree. I do not dislike these songs, but I do not love these songs. I agree. Summer, the beat on it is fantastic. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's honestly the lyrical content that makes me a little bit grossed out. You know, all this (laughs) love and intimacy that I don't like to hear about. Fair enough. So, I'm just like, oh, I'm uncomfortable because... Y'all probably fucked right after you did this Mm. or right before. (laughs) But Beyonce's tone on this fucking song is beautiful, nigga. It's like honey dipped velvet on that bitch. It's so gorgeous. So I suffer through the content because I love the way the rest of the song sounds. That is so gorgeous. It's beautiful. Right. But I'm just like, oh, you know how I am. Right. Right. Yeah, I like it. I think it's like a smooth opener. I agree with the way that you described that one. Ape shit. <laughs> I'm just looking. Oh, I thought that they were the same. I one. immediately, it's like I, I tune out when Jay Z's voice comes in. So it is very much like a Beyonce album featuring Jay Z mm. in a way. But then also the music itself is like, I see why they build it as the Carters as mm-hmm. opposed to Beyonce and Jay Z. Like, right. we're doing this sort of. A, a, it sounded different than I think most of us were expecting it to sound. And it's just a reminder not to ever underestimate Beyonce because whatever it is you think she's about to do, she's going to top herself. Yeah. Like, your expectations are always too low. So, all the time. Right. So, I just was kind of blown away by, like, I just how much I was not expecting this album. Um. So, yeah. It is shit. still, like... Growing on me. I'm still processing a lot of it. Because when I first listened to it, I was just kind of like, mm, I don't know how I'm feeling. I liked a couple of songs. I liked a lot of the lines. I need to go back and re-listen to it. And it came out. I remember it was like the day I was leaving L.A. And we had been in L.A. I had been in L.A. at that point for like almost a week. Oh, yeah. Maybe no. a week. I can't do it. And... I had just done Runyon, and we were at Brunch, Me, and Three Muscular Gays. Nice. And um, at some point, after very many mimosas, one of the gentlemen at the table said, and it reminded me of your video, he said, I think we also just dropped an album. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, all right, here we go. Pulled my phone out. I said, I know it's on title. I went straight to title, didn't ask anybody a question, (laughs) and there it was. So, like, I was traveling, like, the very next morning, and I've been running around trying to get my life back on track. Um, these past few days. So I have like, I haven't even been listening to it a lot in transit because gotcha. I wanted to like sit and process mm. this album. I don't know if Beyonce and Jay-Z going to do another album again. I want to like, yes. like really get into this moment. So okay. I have been only listening to it when I had time to sit down and get high and like it's important. pour a glass of wine and really mm-hmm. get into it. And then I listen to it on the way here as well. But, yes, so that's how I'm feeling about things. It is still happening to me. Ape shit, don't like it. 
So, Ape Shit sounds exactly what I thought a Beyonce feature in the Migos song would sound like. 1,000% agree. And so, I filed it under the Migos category of music yes, that I have, that's which is like when I'm turning up with niggas and we smoking and drinking and niggas is just chilling. Absolutely. And we acting a fool. Like, yes, Thank that you. song, it's a song for that mood. And I love it for that. Like, the video, though, the, the video is what blew my mind. For so many reasons. I, I mean, so, like, it being at the Louvre is one thing. That's, you know, very nice. Not impossible to do, but very nice. <sighs> However, like, I knew watching it that I was not catching all the references because I don't be knowing art like that. And I had to <laughs> read, like, three or four different right. articles on the internet of to everybody really being like, no, bitch, this is something fancy, too. It's not just the Mona Lisa. In <laughs> which, right. like, when I went, took a picture with the Mona Lisa and then left. <laughs> Just being honest, I had it's, it's a big ass museum, yeah. and I don't art. I don't. So right. I'm not good at it. So, you know what I'm praying. So I just knew, you know, this was iconic. I'm gonna take this picture. Just seeing all of those black bodies yeah. in there dancing and yeah, braiding hair. And Ever, shit. Right, being <laughs> like, black as fuck in front of these white ass paintings and in a place that is probably usually perceived as something not for people like us. Mm-hmm. So, And I, bitch, that MCM leotard with matching jacket oh, and the hat, bitch. Okay. I said, Whew. you hoes will be searching, Dressed. but it will not be at an MCM in your local retailer. <laughs> or any <laughs> other sure one. Won't. Just you so you You will not be that. getting that, girl. Wow, bitch. <laughs> she looks so good. Like, I mean, I'm, it's I'm, Beyonce doesn't ever look bad, but it's just like, how are you still? Bitch, the matching pantsuits. <laughs> She's everything. Oh, Put yes. Put it on. They're seafoam green and they're... Put they're blush pink. on. I don't know what shade of pink that is, but... She said, put it on. They are just... Um... Huh. So, yeah. Yeah, you know the what? video really had me going crazy. But the song itself, I'm like, I can only listen to this under certain circumstances. I don't like the song for the same reason. And I know it's going to grow on me. This weekend will be the beginning. I disliked it's gonna it. It's going to be at every party. The, for the same reason that I didn't like 7-Eleven when it came out. Oh. You remember I didn't like 7-Eleven for like a few days when it first came out. I was I was so upset. Like not with her, but that like I was like not living for a moment, a Beyonce <laughs> moment that everybody like, else was. I was like, what is wrong with me? I don't understand. I don't like this song. What's the problem? And then I got fucked up and went to the club and that shit was banging. Yeah. And ever since then, I've not had a problem with 7-Eleven. This week and it's Pride Weekend and 305 Live is on Sunday. Beyonce on Amigo song, you're gonna lose your mind. Like, (laughs) when I really get fucked up and they turn on A shit, I'm gonna go A shit. But just like listening to it, like just chilling or whatever, it just sounds like Amigo song and not even like one of Amigo's best songs. So, I mean, I love Beyonce on it because Beyonce, honestly, Beyonce is out rapping Jay Z on this album. You you could debate somebody else about it. Many of your favorites. And most of y'all, right? Like, my bitch is nice on the mic. Don't want you to Hottest rapper that. in the like, game. Better than the hype, nigga. But anyway. I like all of the ahead. shit she's talking about. Yes, on the song absolutely. More than and else. across the album, the whole that thing. theme of I'm talking my big shit and none of you can argue with me. And it's actually all of true. It's true. Like, I all really have true. these things. I'm honestly I've, the top notch bitch. I've been to these places. My great great grandchildren are already rich. On the Forbes list with they black asses. Do you understand? Like, I'm, just, I don't even need a name. Like, I, I am a letter. 
Bitch. Boss. <sighs> Boss is cool. Boss is one of my... This is where the album starts to turn for yeah. me. Yeah. And it gets into the And we the have songs. lift yes. off. Yeah. This is where I'm Same. like, okay, yes, we're getting into our shit. I love Boss. Like, I do too. <laughs> Boss, Boss is for me, great. It was like the... Like, what I wasn't into about ape shit, it was like... Beyonce was like, shut the fuck up, nigga. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) Immediately on the next song. (laughs) You'll get it. You'll get it soon. Melody, tone, that fucking... I love it. That Rayanna Norwood-ass time that she (laughs) hit at the end of the song. I just said... Y'all can't fuck with Beyonce. I loved it. But I love... Yeah, I loved it. Bragging on her (laughs) great-grandchildren. Just like... That's a lot of brown churn. 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 She's... I just She's cannot. letting it all out. On 713, she let the whole Houston bird out. And girl, you're right. I'm getting ahead Pitch of yourself. <laughs> I understand. But it's just like, she's just... Having fun. Yes, yeah, she's having a good-ass time. It's almost like this everything is, is love. Ugh, my nigga. Is like the after party of the event of Lemonade right. and 444. Yes. Right, exactly. It's like here, this was the movie, the full event, us bearing our souls and telling our business. Now it's time to get lit. And if you right. don't want to, you can stay at home. Yes. Um, nice. <sighs> Another fave. I liked it immediately. <laughs> Just, Love the hook. Okay. She goes off on this one. If I gave a fuck about <laughs> streaming numbers, I would have put Lemonade up on Spotify. Fuck, fuck you. you. Fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. Okay, so one of the main questions I had about Nice is, like, I think that I honestly have had this theory for a minute that, like, songs that Pharrell is a part of mm-hmm. like writing or producing I think he has like a contract that says he has to be on song yeah, too I to. really do he has to be there cause he did need to be on that Janelle Monae song oh right no and there's another song that came out within the past year maybe even this year that was like why is Pharrell on this he doesn't <laughs> need to be so that's how I felt about Nice. It was like, nigga, you don't need to be on this motherfucker. Right. Why do I hear But you? also that, like, I was mostly able to just pretend that he was not there. His part is short. Right. It's short. It's there, but it's it's brief. I'm just like, why? Just, why are we here? But yeah, another one that, like, I'm going to want to hear at a party or yeah. in the club. Like, absolutely. And Beyonce just talking her full, rich bitch shit on this record. <laughs> like, she went totally in, said... Like, first of all, you hoes are waiting for my demise. You're patiently waiting. You're patient about it. I'm giving you girls a compliment. At least there's that. You're being patient about it, but it's not going to happen because my success can't be quantified the way yours can. Um, I don't give a fuck about your little streaming numbers. I don't give a fuck about your sales. I will reference Lemonade and Spotify. I um, actually forced you bitches into purchasing one or the other. On Tidal or iTunes, and you did it. So, fuck all of y'all. Fuck you in particular over there. <laughs> y'all over here, I see you. And then fuck all of y'all as well. Like, not you. You can choke. <laughs> <laughs> she really sat down and broke it down for us. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you, however you feel about it, because I'm that bitch. And sang it. So if you're mad about it, you're just going to have to stay that way. Once again, 
y'all are operating on a level that is foreign to me. I don't do that. <laughs> We're so famous, we don't even do famous. Like, we don't. The, the things you girls are pressed about, we can't relate. So. I really enjoyed the blue sample. Or interpolation. The, the, I don't know what you would the call shout that. out to Blue. Yes. yes. Never seen Freestyle a Freestyling live. I mean. Blueprint, blueprint from my jigger who never writes. So just going ahead and bragging real quick on her baby and her husband. Like, in case you thought it was just me, like, we're actually all just this great. And I'm so nice. I'm everybody type. Got him right. I'm better than the hype. I'm better than the hype. Better than it. And the hype is at ridiculous levels. And it's true. And she's better than it. Because I'm hype at every show. And I give you life. And I leave. And you know you do. Even more hype. You leave rejuvenated. You leave feeling good she about yourself. It's telling the truth. That's the thing. Like, oh my God, you niggas. <laughs> I just stand for honesty. <laughs> Woo, a rapper who is flexing and telling the truth in the lyrics. Ah, oh, man. When will your fan? I stand a Honestly, legend. I, I need to know him. I'm <laughs> just your fan. Your fave will actually absolutely never. 713, and we're at cruising altitude. <laughs> <laughs> this is for me when it was just like, okay, I'm full in. Yeah. Like, there was no turning back. Yeah. After this, I'm I said, fully this album is on for board. Me. This fucking hood rat. <laughs> Would I tell you the bird flew out of this bitch? It jumped out. <laughs> <laughs> this song. The behavior you displayed was bird-like. The bird jumped out. <laughs> I love this shit. I cannot wait to hear this at the Houston show. I am going to die. I know it. The walls may actually come Everybody's down. going to lose it. For that chorus, everybody. The verses are just going to be where niggas get their breath back. No shade to Jay-Z. <laughs> right. But everybody's going to be living for Beyonce in that chorus. Oh, it's so the good. The beat. Oh, the beat is everything. More shit talking. Yeah, telling the story of when they first met. And honestly, this song, lyrically, I'm I'm tuning it out for the chorus because it's not that his verses are bad. It's that they make me mad. Yeah. Yeah. And they make me mad. I get it. Like, so you did all this for this girl when you first met her and you felt all these ways. And then you <laughs> turned around and did her like this? Really? You did that to Beyonce? Like, it is so funny how the hive is still healing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Beyonce is like, forgive him and move on, bitch. And we're like, we are really trying. But like, how no, dare y'all you? Y'all gonna like my man. That's what y'all are gonna do, bitch. <laughs> and we're just like, well, it's gonna take some time. I'm cool. Like, I mean, I appreciated him literally asking us for forgiveness. <laughs> I did. I appreciated that a lot. That actually helped heal my heart quite a bit. So I feel like by the time I see them um, in July, I'll be ready. So, but anyway, jumping ahead again, um, this was just, I was just like, I'm not impressed by this whole black women you rescued us and all the women who have been putting up with niggas shit and all this like, Thanks for the shout out, but like you niggas could do better and that would solve all of this. It would solve so much. Like y'all could just not expect women to replace the role of your mother in your life while also fucking you and raising your kids. Like 
You could just do that. You could be like a grown man who deals with his shit and contributes to his household and his family in more ways than one. Like, it's not just paying the bills. It's being like an active and present father and husband and like anticipating other people's needs and like being part of something. Like, you could do that. And the scariest part, <laughs> being like emotionally invested. Being, right. Like, caring about the people who are pouring so much into you <laughs> having basic respect like T.I. don't have for Tiny to at least not be out here groping bitches in public um uh, anyway so Let's yeah that song beat. I was just like but however the chorus though like those are my feelings about Jay-Z I'm able to enjoy the song and you know I'm working through that I'm working through those feelings in time friend yeah it won't take me too much longer so next song friends Favorite song. Favorite, yes. Absolutely. Lyrically, my favorite song. And probably top two for me. Definitely. I love this song. This one is so good. Love the beat. Love the way that Beyonce is flowing on it. Yes. Love the fact that Jay-Z said, nigga, I'm not coming to your fucking wedding. (laughs) Me and my my wife wife are fucking beefing. She done took my child and hit the street. She's in (laughs) Europe. She is not fucking. My marriage is crumbling. And you want me to To come where? To your fucking wedding? Your wedding that she ain't going to? Are you out of your fucking mind? I loved that. Kanye has lost it. I I'm very glad he said that because it's very clear who the fuck you are talking to (laughs) in that whole verse. We're just like, have have, really though, are you maybe you don't feel that way about Kim, but like I'm trying to get this woman back. So I'm not gonna show up to y'all's reality TV ass life of an event. I'm not doing that. Sorry. No. I'm working on my marriage. How do you not get that? I don't I don't know. Huh, but anyway, it's a lot of things about Kanye that puzzle me these days. So I think that this is also going to be a good one for the clubs, you know, towards the let out mm-hmm. after, you know, the night is like slowing down mm-hmm. and you're still there drunk with your friends and yeah. you throw your arms around each other and just bow. Oh, yes. This is going to be um, a lot of Instagram captions coming from this song when yes. y'all go places with your friends this summer. Oh yeah, already be a lot of that. My, Love it. All of this about how small and finite her circle is. She mm. ain't making no room. Your <laughs> friends are foes. Now, my friends are goals. Okay. And and talking about how much she loves her life, how much she loves these people who are like closer than kin to her. How these are like her niggas. They know all of her shit. Like. It just feels good. I think, I don't know. It's like, it's very relatable to be like, you know, I got these niggas in my life that hold me down. They keep me from, you know, overreacting to y'all's bullshit. Like, they're just regular people, like, not regular people, but like people who hold an extremely special place in my heart. Like, people I can really trust in this world of people that I absolutely would not be able to. And I also love when she says about them, you might catch these hands. She's threatened violence um, to us a few times. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I do too. Beat our asses. I love it. Yeah. Because I honestly feel like it's never going to come to that. But if it had to, it never will. Beyonce's going off. (laughs) I mean, I like to picture it. You're going to have to go through so many other people before you have the opportunity to fight Beyonce. (laughs) She's the final boss (laughs) of the last entry in the trilogy. You're not doing that. 
to get to st- <laughs> at, like so many other fights have to take place yeah. before you get to Beyonce. But yeah, I really did like this song. I like how Jay Z went through the entire <laughs> Jay Z went through the li- the name of every nigga who has access to his home. Period. I loved that. Part. It was like a guest list at the VIP like in the club it was I like there are no plus ones loved that this, part this is a list of seven niggas who are allowed to be near me and how that is it how many people you feel like got Jay-Z's like email <laughs> and didn't get put on the song <laughs> they had to know though first of all some of these names I have been hearing for a long time right I recognize Ty-Ty, most of them I feel like I know Ty-Ty right <laughs> Like I've been there with him through all the shit he been through. Like I just that so I just love that they just wanted to give a quick shout out to the niggas that hold them down and keep them grounded. Like it's important. Cause a lot of these bitches do have fake ass fraud ass friends. Well I know, I know a lot of y'all took that personally. <laughs> well And it's the season of discovery, bitch. Because right now was the moment where the girls are finding a out. A lot of y'all got terrible, terrible friends. So shout out to the real ones. Heard about us. This is a, a little three minute long um stunt on our asses. I was like, so Go to this Cuba is... then Aruba in the middle of the winter. Skirt skirt. skirt. Brand new sprinter. <laughs> Her sprinter is the first sprinter I think I ever seen or noticed. Yeah, definitely. I just I don't even think I'd ever seen something like that before. I thought it was a big, well, it kind of is a big ass van, but much nicer than what you think a van looks I like. Honestly, thought that it had wings that came out from <laughs> underneath and she could just fly. It probably does. Maybe she just doesn't fly it when the rest of us can see. It. <laughs> right, but it absolutely does. Love this song as well. Love the beat of this one as well. Yeah, they take vacations that like niggas would have to like save up for. Three years in advance at the drop of a hat. They're just like, oh, you know what? Aruba in the middle of the winter. And you know what? We felt like warmth. I also (laughs) I also think that this song, this was definitely the first song that has had me considering making this switch to do say. I'm gonna I'm going to You should try it out for real. To try <laughs> the next time that I go to order some Hennessy, which was probably going to be tomorrow, right? <laughs> I will order Douce instead and keep that up. That okay. is going to be my 22 day challenge, Beyonce. <laughs> I might not be able to do vegan food. Oh no! But we'll I, see what I happens with that. Ever, I don't see that ever happening for me. I could do vegan food if I had Beyonce money. Oh well, yeah. Because with Beyonce money, all can, you vegan can make food, anything taste good. <laughs> like. <laughs> Because Beyonce could just tell somebody to do that. So, anyway. Uh, also about Heard About Us, one of my favorite moments. Um, I just love shit talking bun, bun Beyonce. Yeah. And. Bun Beyonce. Right. <laughs> Accurate. When she says at the end, if you don't know, now you, you know. know. That. Nigga. This is what I want. <laughs> From Beyonce and all of her hoodness. She's doing runs. I hope that like when they perform this, that she gives us like (laughs) at least eight more niggas after this one. And just goes off. I want this like a love on top version of this. I just love it. She's straight up telling you bitches to stay in your lane. That like the whole fake humble that shit is over fuck that no I bitch I'm Beyonce live. put respect on my check it's gonna come on my name and we both know it black effect 
Black Effect is my favorite. Oh, is it? It is. Okay, I love Black Effect too. I do. This is my favorite one just because it's... I'm good on any MLK Boulevard. <sighs> I fell apart when I heard that. <laughs> because what a I just, statement. Because I instantly thought of the number of niggas who ain't. I, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Step into the room with facts. I instantly thought about the number of niggas who can't be on any MLK Boulevard for one reason or another. And honestly, when it boils down to it, both of them have something to do with Conan or selling out your people for a check, however you want to phrase it. So uh, the lady at the beginning, she's Jamaican, right? Gotta be. I felt Thank like you for she, reminding me that. There was yeah. another like little uh, monologue or something towards, I think on the first song from someone who also sounds oh, Jamaican, yeah. which reminded me how much Beyonce stands for mm-hmm. my country. I mean, and they were just in Jamaica too. Right. So I'm sure a lot of this album work was done over there. Right. So makes sense. But, um, you know, <sighs> even, though this, Jamaica. even though this woman is talking about love, I still enjoyed it. <laughs> like it was, it's, felt like pretty good it was advice. so beautifully said it and was. the fact that it was an accent that sounded like it could be any one of my aunties yeah. just made it even more and then they went into like celebration of of the love of blackness Mm. Opening up with good on any MLK. I'm sure white people were like, well, what? Well, what's... Are we good? Is it Verizon? Does it not work on there? <laughs> like, they probably had no idea what that even meant. Yeah. But just like getting you niggas into it right from the very beginning. I love that he brought up how white people have been coming at him from all different angles because they haven't been able to get him on shit else. And he's still skating by all the alphabet boys with ease. He talked about how they was mad over the Khalif Browder documentary and they can stay mad because the Trayvon Martin one is coming up next. Love. And then it gets even better because he goes back to being on any MLK Boulevard and now Beyonce is in the background hyping this nigga up like, right. he good. Right. <laughs> nigga, I had to pause the song the first time I heard that because I was dying. <laughs> when I saw that meme. This little hood rat cheerleader. Of Marge Simpson and yes, Homer and she's Homer, holding him back. Yes. <laughs> That is exactly what I pictured. That was so funny. <laughs> that is exactly what I saw when I heard that. I love this song. I, I'm Malcolm X. Like, I just love that. And the whole time they're talking about, well, obviously talking about black shit, but they're good anywhere they go because they don't sell out their people for success, unlike a lot of the rest of you hoes. Yikes. It just is what it is. They can probably talk about blackness. Beyonce straight up said, you're not going to shoot the nose off our pharaoh, which I took to assume, what I took to mean was that you're not going to take the blackness and then shoot the black off of it. Like, And and Jay-Z talked about the rest of you colonizing and appropriating assholes when he said that shit about cornrows mm-hmm. and how they, they come in for cornrows too, so put up your scarecrows. And then the main bitch put up a video of herself in a cornrow lace front that same damn night I said see see he knows like they know and they talk about it freely and openly and I just loved I loved this song so much last but not least there is Love Happy which I really love the back and forth I appreciated the part. Yeah. This is another song that makes you mad and I know exactly why. Yes, exactly this. I rolled my (laughs) eyes through this song. But I did, again, really appreciate him saying, haters, please forgive me. The please, it really means a lot to me. (laughs) 
it's actually helping me heal. I'm not even, that's not even a joke. So <laughs> I'll get over it really soon. I loved it. Beyonce was like, what did she say? We sharing our truth? Oh, yeah. We, oh, yeah. We telling these people the truth. That's right. Not the thing. These we people. We keeping it real with these people, I right? love that she said these people. <laughs> Come on now. We talking to these people. Right. <sighs> not people who, like, know us or are reasonable. We talking to the public. Like, right. We being real with these niggas, right? So let's be real. Like, you lucky I didn't kill you when I met the bitch. The fact that Beyonce met the bitch... I could not. I don't know how she didn't. I don't know how the Solange didn't jump out. I really don't, because I would have had an ass whooping for both of them niggas lying. Him first, and I did you appreciate... Solange-like. <laughs> <laughs> the Solange, and you jumped it out. It jumped out. <laughs> That's never not going to be funny. That means it's going to be great forever. It's going to be great forever. Shout out to Monique. But what was I saying? I forgot. I loved what she said. Hope and Beezus watch the throne. Oh, that was a direct, another direct shot at Kanye. Why not just step <laughs> on his scrotum? Why not just do the run the world dance? I feel like she stuck that in there after the slavery was a choice shit. I feel like she was like, you know what? I wasn't even going to go that hard, but fuck it. Do the Beezus shit. And I'm saying watch the throne. So it's no ambiguity about this. Yikes. <laughs> I'm into it. Oh, I will stand for this woman forever. She will always give it to me. That, ugh. So, anyway, but yeah. Love Happy, she swears that this was worth it. And again, I do believe that all things are possible through therapy. And Jay-Z talks openly about going to therapy and breaking down and changing his life. So... If he said he did it and she said he did it and she has the love that she wants now, then I am going to believe that. <laughs> but I do too. So. I believe it and I'm happy for her because of that. However, in my personal life, I've never experienced a nigga actually changing for the better. And so I d- cannot relate to this. <laughs> like, where in my interactions with. The things I, the niggas I have been exposed to, and the niggas I know, certain friends, baby daddies, and things like that, I've never seen a nigga actually break down, work his issues out, and like rededicate himself to his wife. Like she talked about how he fucked up the first stone and they had to do it over mm-hmm. again, which, you know, explains the renewing of the vows or whatever they chose to do. So I just felt like, you know, this is. I'm I'm truly happy for y'all. I wish I knew a nigga who had done something like that. And you know what? At the same time, I think that that probably has a lot to do with why so many fans are still, like, mad at Jay-Z. Because many of us who have been cheated on have not had the experience of no. I think even saying sorry right. much less putting in work to actually do better right. and be better right. and like fix the relationship we're like wait so it's possible so how come the rest of them right. are doing this <laughs> we don't have that experience right. it's easier a... to just be mad at her for staying than to think about blaming the niggas in our lives exactly yeah. so it's like they have a completely different world that they live in right and they are right they, are, they have lives that we cannot even fathom they've been together longer than a lot of us have been in relationships with people that have cheated on yes. us. You know what I'm saying? They they have access to pretty, I would say, 
any form of help or therapy that a couple could get. That's true. The best of the best. They are I hugely would privileged. So, you know, I'm good. Like, I believe my queen is not dumb. And that... Right. She's with this nigga, yes. on tour with this nigga, hyping and claiming this nigga because he put in the work and she's comfortable yes. in the situation and she is in with him and her marriage and loves him and that things will all be yes. good. I believe that Jay-Z has changed the way that they both say he has changed. Yes. I do. I believe that he is dedicated to his marriage in a way that he was not previously capable of being. So... I am happy for Beyonce. Just listen to it. Like, really? This happens? Hmm. More of these niggas should catch on because <laughs> you're just out here inflicting all kinds of unnecessary pain. And it just doesn't have to be this way. And well, it doesn't even necessarily take therapy as much as it takes being real with yourself about what you expect out of a relationship versus what you give. Maybe some niggas need to go to therapy to learn how to do that. Maybe so. You know? And again, the, we just... I, feel like I stand for therapy the way I stand for Beyonce. I so, do, too. It is everything. I just talked to my therapist today about, never mind. Right, business. no, you don't have to give us all that. But I just talked to this lady today, yeah. and I barely, I'm I talked to mine yesterday. Legit, like, I think, like, I have real insomnia. Like, I don't go to bed. Like, my mind just mm. doesn't turn off. And so I barely even got to sleep before I have to do, like, a phone session with her. Like, if oh, I don't wow. show up at a certain time in the office, she'll just call my phone because, you know, I'm not coming. Oh, okay. Um, so I was, like, definitely dead sleep. I heard that phone ring and got, hey, yeah, girl, I'm here. So <laughs> this is what I want to talk about today. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you actually woke up and was like, no, we, absolutely. we need to get through this shit. This Hell, has been When we were in me. L.A., I spoke to her, like, we usually talk at, like, 11 Mm -hmm. a.m., and I got up at 8 and sat and called her, or she called me Mm -hmm. at 8, and was like, she didn't realize that I was in California. So when I told her, like, towards the end of the session, she was like, you got up at 8 o'clock? I was like, couldn't miss it, had some shit on my chest. Yes, dedication, because it helps. It really does. helps. It helps you to get peace of mind or better understanding of how you operate or how to operate um, in ways that will, you know, best or be beneficial to you and those around you, fucking go for it. Right. You know, especially therapy is like my number one way to start. I'm just like out here telling people to go to therapy like you would go to a fast food restaurant. I mean, absolutely. Because if you can, I feel like it's just so helpful. It's just very useful to have somebody qualified and objective about yes. a neutral party who is also qualified. These things are important yes. to like help you work through your shit because a lot of people have blinders up to some things that have happened that they don't even know are affecting them. So, you know, this song gave me the hope that, you know, <laughs> niggas can change. It was like, you know, a, a bit of a bright spot. And I thought it was a nice way to wrap up not just this project, but the stories of Lemonade and 444. Yes. I thought it was a, a nice conclusion. Yeah. And so, you know, I've listened to it maybe twice. It's, I don't need to experience all those feelings. But <laughs> but I do like the song. I love the part about um, how she and Solange were twinning and now Blue and Blue. Remy are. I yes. loved that line. That was so sweet. So, yeah, I just, it, I just, you know how I feel about feelings. I just yeah. can't be that close to feelings. Well, you know, great album. Love what... Is happening here. I think that, like, the, what, two songs that... Actually, really, the only song I do not care for is Ape Shit. It's funny that it's the first single. Right. It's but, not that I don't like any of them. There are just some that I don't like as much as the others. 
I really don't care for ape shit. But again, <laughs> I think that this weekend is going to change yeah. that. Yeah, no, summer is the one that disturbs me <laughs> in my spirit the most. <laughs> right. But again, Beyonce sounds so good on it that I'm just like, fuck it. Right. I'll deal. So, well, great job, Queen. Um, uh, no one should have ever doubted you. Certainly no one will again. Because you niggas swore up and down you was not streaming no joint album. And as soon as the shit came out, I mean, as soon. <laughs> Y'all could not wait. Talk about share that title lock in. And then she put it on the rest of the streaming for y'all. Didn't she? You know she was going to, yeah. Yeah, it's on Apple Music, right? And everything. So, (sighs) I don't know if it's on Apple Music. I think it might be. I think it is on Apple Music. Okay. You could definitely buy it in the store. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I bought it on iTunes, but I think it's streaming as well. I don't know for sure. Somebody will let us know. Um. So yeah. So yeah. I actually. I'm really, really hyped to go see this show. Yeah, very excited for this. I can't wait to see how they're going to, uh, -hmm. like perform a lot of these songs and visuals. I cannot wait to see the visuals and whatever's going to be happening on the screen for Seven One Three for Friends. Am I going to want to cover my eyes and duck down like Blue? Probably. (laughs) Knowing you. Probably, we probably have the same reaction to a lot right. of these clips. Her little face, she's so funny. She's she was so just funny. like gross. She looked at that shit like, <laughs> oh, oh no, oh no. The no, same no. way she was looking at the crowd, <laughs> right? Like, oof. The same way she looked at you niggas when she was in New Orleans. <laughs> that kid is hilarious. She's fucking. She's hilarious. always disgusted by the world around her. Like, same sis. <laughs> She's always unimpressed. Love it. Well, that is how yeah, we feel about the album. Up. Everything is love. Everything's Gucci. So, uh, do you want to just take a break? Yeah. Let's take a break here. Let's take a break and, and we'll be then... back. Yes. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things, depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking about therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code space eight zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. All right, it's time for the read. Yeah, it is. It's too long to do questions. Sorry for those of you who just stand for questions. Um, so I don't really know. I don't really have a read. I I just all I want to say is that I'm so incredibly disgusted and heartbroken, and I feel yeah. so pessimistic. I feel so like just like helpless 
once again because of this shit whole administration. Yeah, this let's just talk about it. Horrible government. Um these stories of these thousands of kids that <sighs> are basically being caged like animals at the border. Right. And separated from their families is like it's inhumane. It is like inhumane, absolutely. But I just I I was trying to the other day like make a caption or a post and like put the number up and that kind of thing, but I literally could not form words. I don't right. get it. Like how much worse do things have to get? Before real work is put in for the good of everyone, like how, like how evil right. is it to be ripping kids away from families, right? Like toddlers, infants, right? Babies, babies, and putting the caging them up, literal infants. Border Patrol is out there being assholes to these kids, and then you got Jeff Sessions, dumbass, talking about some. Oh, these kids are getting greater and you're care. lying to everybody. Your own people. That Kirsten bitch, she contradicted and lied on herself so many times. I was like, how have we gotten to the point that people who speak for the administration and the president himself can outright lie over and over and and over again and people just accept it? But like you lying, like we are probably desensitized to Donald Trump lying because it happens every Every fucking day. day. But you're playing with people's lives. And it's like you're not just it's not even just the trauma of separating children from their parents, which is bad enough all by itself. Like that's bad enough all by itself. The fact that you do it and you do it gleefully, you call these people vermin that are coming to infest this country. He did this. So he did this shit today where he stopped the shit that he started. So he's going to expect people to... Uh, like applaud him for right. doing something that he His dumbass started daughter is doing. Like, thank you so much for saving these families and ending da 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 da. Like, you mean the same shit he did? The shit he st- right. He is the one who enforced that policy. He is the one who made the decision to separate families. Like the pictures that people are seeing online of like somebody, a, a small child being in one of those cages, and it says like the picture was taken under the Obama administration. Like the story accompanying it is like, yes, these were set up for. Un- unaccompanied children who showed up on the border without a parent or guardian so it's like this is where we're putting them until we figure out where they go it was not this is just some child who came and his mama is right here with him but we gonna separate them because fuck them what are you doing here anyway as if it's it is not illegal to show up at the borders of the United States seeking asylum that is not illegal people are allowed to do that regardless of immigration status so why are y'all separating them from their kids if for no other the reason than to fuck them up it's nothing but to devastate people that picture of that little two-year-old three-year-old girl crying like that Mm -hmm. i like i knew he was gonna be bad and this honestly is something that i could have anticipated him doing because he is awful and he has made it clear how he feels about Mexicans. Because, again, they're not policing white immigrants like right. this. So not only is it inhumane, it's racist because of who you're choosing to do this exactly. to. So it, this is very well within what I expected Donald Trump to do. But actually living it is so goddamn depressing. I cannot believe that this person is president of the United States. And it took—first of all, I want to shout out everybody who— 
did a lot of the pressuring of this in ways that really count. Like, I think a lot of people discount Internet activism or whatever. But if you tweeting at your representatives and um, calling phone numbers and all this and telling people that they need to speak up against this. And there is so much pressure that not only did the four previous first ladies, but the current first lady all came out against your policy. Like, God damn, my nigga, your own wife came out with her trash ass, came out and was like, this is actually awful. Can't believe you're doing this. Like, it took hardcore Republicans to start to change their minds about it for him to even do the very little bit that he did by saying, okay, we're not going to do it no more. After saying he couldn't do it with an executive order and trying to blame it on Congress, then somehow magically doing it by executive order. But I can guarantee you, I think he went to Wisconsin tonight. He's going to be at that rally talking about how he's a decent person because he stopped the family separation that was actually put in office years ago. And, you know, you can't be mad at me for enforcing like I'm certain that's what he's going to do because he's pandering to his base. The fact that we have a president sitting in office right now who actively goes to rallies. The nigga just got sworn in like a year and a half ago. What the fuck are you constantly campaigning for? Like I've never seen no shit like this in my whole life. It's like he has to go out and be fed by his cheerleaders in order to keep going. It's like he needs to feed off that hatred in order to keep doing the shit that he's doing because the rest of this is just I knew he was soulless but God Goddamn, you're taking infants from their parents. How? How can you do something like that? Yeah. It's just disgusting. Like, my heart breaks because, yeah, you might be not doing it now, but the damage has already been done. These kids have been, a lot of them have been spread out. I think it's 13 different states where they can go. I think some of them are in Harlem or they were in Harlem like this morning or yesterday or something like that. Like that's how far some of these kids have gotten from their parents in Texas. That's just the beginning. Like there's no plan in place for getting these kids back to their parents. Some of them could have already been deported and can't afford to come back to the states and try to fight to find their child so what they just never see their baby again like this is just the scale of how awful this is and this coming on the heels of the news about Puerto Rico and how that hurricane they vastly underreported the number of people who died and the number of people who are still struggling to get life back to normal and Donald Trump went over there and threw them niggas some canned tuna and like some cheeses and was like make it work like, he literally gave not no fucks about them people. And now brown people are crossing the border from Mexico into this country, which, honestly, Texas is they shit anyways. But anyway, I mean, right. but, you know, white people, they feel strongly about the things they stole. So they get to be hypocritical about this. Anyway, it just the fact that anybody could do this, it 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 is a level of not caring about people it's like it's proof that he does not see the rest of us as people and it's heartbreaking for me to witness and i'm also scared because i know niggas is next right so i just it's hard it's hard to pay attention to the news it's hard to really believe that america elected somebody this fucking incompetent it just is depressing. Yeah. I don't really have much to say. Yeah. Much else to he's say about an it. authoritarian. He's a fascist. He wants people to bow to him. Like he wants people to bend to his will. So all I have is, you know, let's take the small win, which is not even it's barely a win, but it's still a win that he is at least 
pausing this. Let's hope that the family detention centers are not trash on top of trash, even though I'm sure they are. Let's hope. I don't know. Because in my wildest dreams, the things I really want to happen is that totally different people are running this country. Like, it's hard for me to even envision something better because this man has no intention of treating us like we're human beings. He's just trash. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck every single person involved in his administration. Fuck Ivanka. Fuck Melania. Fuck Jeff Sessions. He's the real motherfucker behind that evil ass Keebler elf. He's the real motherfucker behind a lot of this. Yeah. He's been gunning for, he ain't, he has hated us since the civil rights era. So he's just getting the opportunity to do the things he's dreamed about doing for decades. I'm just disgusted. So. Well, yeah, I feel yeah. exactly the same, honestly. And it's been kind of hard to feel productive or want to do anything when you're constantly reminded that you're dealing with people who are completely evil and don't care about human lives, even those of like, children which you already knew before looking not so re- i mean not so long ago the whole uh movement and rallies for these kids in high school who are fighting to right. like feel safe at school and grown ass american adults are telling them that Trolling we have children. guns oh yeah and Coulter said that those crying immigrant children are child actors and donald trump shouldn't fall for it so you know they're all participating in the bullshit they're all part of it. Every last one of them. So it's just, it's trash. I know we all get tired and burnt out on how trash this administration is. So it's important to take your breaks. And you know, when you can't do it, don't do it. Cause you know, this is a lot. So manage it however you can and then get back into it and, and get back to fighting back. Cause it just, it's, it's like speaking up about things like this is so important, but they're counting on us getting tired. They're counting on us doing, they're counting on being able to do so much bullshit back to back to back to back that eventually we're all going to burn out. That's why I say it's important to take breaks and then get back into it when you can. Because if you stay invested in the news all day, every day, and like constantly on Twitter reading the headlines and everything, you'll go fucking nuts. It's just too much. That's true. So, yeah, I just, everything you can do to not be in support of this administration, make sure you're registered to vote and that you're ready to vote in these midterm elections so we can get some of these local Republican assholes the fuck up out of here. Those of you who have that issue. So I don't, I don't know, man, like keep hope alive. Everybody, (laughs) this administration is hot ass trash. There's just no better way to say it. And with that being said, I guess we can wrap things up. Yeah, I guess that's going to wrap up this week's episode of The Read. Check us out at thisistheread.com and follow us on social media at thisistheread. Do you have any news this week? Um, 305 Live is sold out. Yay, congrats. I will keep y'all posted on whether or not there will be door uh, tickets at the door. Okay. It's a possibility, a strong possible possibility. But... okay. Even if we do have tickets to the door, it's going to be limited. So keep your eyes on... It's usually pretty packed in there. So I don't know how many you can sell at the door. Right. Yeah, we'll see though. But thanks so much to everybody who bought a ticket and came, or is coming out to the party. Cannot wait to see y'all. It's going to be a great time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that is um, going to be big fun. Also, our new... Um, what is this? I feel like line is is too big of a word for this. 
our new apparel collection. Sure. Called Break Up With Him is dropping this Friday on Shop the Read. Um, that is at noon Eastern time that the link will be live and available. So check out um Check out our posts on Instagram and Twitter to see the little promo video. And if you're interested, that's Friday at noon, shoptheread.com. Also, shout out to DeRay and everything he's doing over on his podcast, Pod Save the People. They are constantly having interviews talking about the real life issues. If you've been looking for another politically based show to start listening to on a regular basis, head their way. They focus on the overlooked news and it's kind of a hopeful show. People learn a lot while listening and getting inspired by DeRay's conversations with, like I said, lots of guests like John Legend, Tammy Duckworth, Chance the Rapper experts on everything from criminal justice to North Korea so again to stay in the know go check out DeRay's podcast shout out to him and I think that's it for this week do we have an acronym or anything else last thoughts um I do not have an acronym I will just say happy pride have a great yes. weekend have fun y'all have a safe weekend go ape shit Good night. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big.